Hey, spoilers. Again, spoilers. Come on. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go open my beer. Wait, wait, wait. I wanna go too. Wait. Okay, ready? Ah, uh, it's too late. There we go. And no spillage this time. We all did it. S- smell of ginger. Have I have wow. I ever told you um what happens to uh caterpillars of moths and butterflies when they cocoon? No. No, so you know, like know. you think they go through transformation, right? Their their eyes shrink and and, and they grow beautiful wings, right? Like 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 transformers. Sure. It's not actually true. They dissolve into acidic liquid. Their entire body turns into this disgusting goo. So if like within a week you opened up a cocoon, just this slimy gack would just fall out. And the That's slimy disgusting. Gack, Slimy Gag has, has a couple of like, uh, sort of like stem celly kind of cells that remain. They're invisible, but, and then they rearrange that gack into a beautiful butterfly. Isn't that crazy? That's actually really cool. Oh, beautiful butterfly. That's yeah, so, that I never knew rad. that. Like all the time I looked at encyclopedias and watched documentaries. I never heard of this goo, but it's true. The true goo. Anyway, uh, welcome back to Two Full Podcast. Yeah, yeah, um, we're here. Uh, hey, what's up, buddy? Episode four, indeed. We're doing uh, something different these next three episodes. We're turning the um, hosting duties around on, on a clock. That's not a right expression. What are we doing? <laughs> I'm not sure what you mean. We're taking turns. Taking turns hosting, yeah. uh, we are taking yeah, turns. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. We're taking turns. Whoever so has the films hosts the cast, leads us yep. into this episode. We're doing this thing where... Each of us brings in the movie and the companion movie and sort of hosts the episode. Yeah, it tells the other two people to go and watch it and come back and yeah, we have yeah, a discussion so about the, it. The host's choice, as 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 this this ti- title of the episode <laughs> should, should be called. That's right. Yeah. So, so, what I'm is host- the film today, Tim? What I'm is the hosting film? today. Um, I brought some movies and. Um, with me, I have uh, the watchers. The watchers with me. We got uh, Philip. How you doing, Phil? That's me. I'm Phil. I am here. I am excited. You're excited. Good. How about you, Jacob? I'm good. I'm chilling out here in my underwear. It's great. <laughs> do you boys? Do you boys bring some beers or some mm. beverages? So, uh, for, for our listeners episode. out there, you listening right now, you'll remember and recall that last time. Tim was the poor man of us three, buying beers f- last minute. No, no, no. I was, I was the the uh, theme man. I w- uh-huh, went with uh-huh. <laughs> you were the quote unquote theme man, which in reality you the were the pauper, the sad man with the, the pauper. sad little beers from the store. And I have the now destitute become sad him. man. <laughs> yes. My saddest of you beers. Have. I give you and the I've man's always crown. been the guy that goes against the grain. I didn't want to bring beers. I tried doing something, you know, just to be different from these two. But this case, ooh, I got to go first, Phil. Okay, so oh, so me. Jacob, oh Phil, My, okay, okay well, yes, no. please. Okay, so there's this store mm-hmm. called Lidl, 
And we talked about that, I think, in a few other episodes, and I just got one of their... Steam what's bring the steampunk? Steam <laughs> steam brew. <laughs> I was expecting... Imperial like, IPA. Like, it's going to be the story, like, oh, I went to Norway where this old man brew... And he said... Okay, hold on. I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting a serious case of deja vu. I'm getting a huge case Why? of deja vu here. Why? Because Jacob had the same beers? No, because you, you you were talking about the same thing in one episode. Maybe it might be our pilot episode that we never showed anybody, but man, it sounds like you said the exact same thing. And mm. I'm looking at the exact same screen. Oh, the deja vu is strong. Yeah, it's true. Didn't we talk about the deja vu in the Matrix podcast where we found out that deja vu is just like a mind fart? We learned a lot. Yeah, it Matrix didn't actually happen before. I have to say. And I've I forgot. We did. We learned. So, my <laughs> drink is a really um, generic y uh, cider. You know how they make those, the big boys make the ciders? What it's is called this? Summer's Bee. Is this a apple? It's a classic. Summer's Bee. <laughs> how, how is it compared to other ciders your mm. lips have tasted? Well, I like oh. actually the, there's interesting, right? There's this um, cider in the can, which typically, there's also another one here. It's called Strongbow. Uh, so unsweet yeah, as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the Strongbow cider and is very these, sweet. And like, store-bought ones are pretty sweet. But then you have, like, the the um, pub kind, which is, like, on tap, which is an, an, an actual mm-hmm. cider with a more natchy flavor. Sometimes I like the natchy. <laughs> sometimes I like the sweet. Sometimes you like sometimes. the natchy. Speaking of Lidl, Lidl has their own yeah. cider as well. Oh god! It actually tastes <laughs> natchier. Well, next time you guys are over, we should have like a little beer tasting. I think we should a special <laughs> from Twofold, uh, and we can drink like yeah. you know those. That'll be on those our Patreon, beers, like Hobgoblin exclusive. Remember that when you when Tim you were over, you guys went to buy these beers, and you guys were fooled yeah. thinking they were like actual good beers because of their labelage. Yeah, they were not. It was just yeah. like poop. The labelage was pretty good. <laughs> Great graphics, but the beer. So me, the banana bread one? I have went to the beer sport. Oh yeah, Phil's, Phil's magical choice. So my magical choice, very unique, very top of the world. We spend like an hour in that store. So it's, you're a big boy today, right, Tim? With the proper beers, I I am the biggest boy in this club right now. Um, I have went to the beer store on my way to the podcast. Um, I stopped and I looked for something I never saw and it's new. So there's this um, botanical brood blend. It's a company, I think. I've never seen. Their beer is called Lowlander. And I got two beers from them. This one, they're very, very weak alcohol-wise, which is good. Um, So let me read you the labor. So labor. (laughs) Label. Yes, you're in labor. Lowlander. Ginger and kaffir lime. Kaffir. Ginger, kaffir lime, cardamom. I don't know how to read this. Darjeeling tea and wheat beer. So it's a wheat beer with lots of... Um, Darjeeling tea, like, I think, is uh, Asian, like... Yeah, it's like an Indian kind of uh, flavor. And it's actually really interesting. It it, it does feel... I, I Ironically enough, I, I went to like a... Well, it wasn't Indian, but it was... Arabian, Iranian kind of uh, place for for lunch, and they just have like the most delicious flavors of it's like it's basic today? food, but it's just yeah, yeah today it's just so good on the flavors, and it actually matches the flavors. So where's so, the beer um, from this, again? This is this night beer. It's from a did Holland Ooh, or uh, Netherlands. What's it called in Netherlands? Netherlands, awesome, indeed. Man. 
So you got some good beer. It's pretty cool. So you got a, a nice blend of flavors there. Well, while we are yeah, the and, and and the second beer is from this company as well. Very but, smooth. Okay, yeah. so so that's the beers. I brought a movie. I brought a movie I was looking forward to. I that's right, Tim. This is all you. And here's the thing. I, I I'm the movie is is, is is the ninth movie from Quentin Tarantino. Once upon a time in Mexico. Dot dot dot. Hollywood. It is Hollywoodland. Um, it's the new Tarantino movie. It's uh, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, and um, I forgot her name. Margot Robbie. <laughs> Margot Robbie. You, sort of. The posters. Le- posters led you believe she's she's starring in it, but uh, she's not starring very much. Well, I have to say that I'm I'm a jealous man of Tarantino. I'm a little bit jealous, like secretly jealous, and not because of like fame or anything like that but you know there's there's creators of of art or craftsmen or everything and and there's nothing wrong with this but they try stuff you know and maybe one of them is successful one of them is people like and then their whole life they they try all kinds of stuff and it's maybe doesn't work out or and and it's a good approach you know you got to try stuff you know you gotta you gotta put it out there maybe it's not good maybe you know you didn't work hard enough, but you kind of sick of it. You just put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's a good approach. But there's just some people uh-huh. in this world, like these masters, where it's like, like Tarantino. You know, they they put out nine movies every every couple of years. They they work on it. You know, they they work on the script and they make it. And it's a big like event, and everyone's interested. Like, oh, let's go see the new Tarantino movie. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just it's it's like it's so nice. Like I'm I I would. It would be nice to have such confidence in myself that, you know, you create this piece of art and you work on it and then you present to the world and here it is, how it is, you know, it's, it's, it's part of me. It was so nice to, to, to see that, you know, and it's like, it's like, I would like imagine like going to see a Kubrick movie or I don't know, right? going to hear this, whoever's symphony, just it, that sort of level of confidence in yourself and just the level of restraint you know not like oh i'm gonna do a comic book movie i'm gonna go do some weird thing here i'm gonna try this i'm gonna do a commercial i'm gonna do music it's just like no no no. i, I want to make movies and i'll do a movie once in a while isn't that cool I, I think that's honestly really cool and what's interesting is that i think i had a very similar thought as you going into this movie uh and you basically expressed my thinking more clearly yeah that's yeah, 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 yeah. Just because going in, I, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but for me, the movies we sort of covered so far were um, varied, to say <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> well, we and tried. Were, we dipped our toes into a lot of we things, did, but I'm, but I'm saying that going into this, I was very excited because uh, it's like going into a proper movie, if that makes sense, like film. Well, it's true. And I feel like that is... Let me finish my thought, please, and then you okay. can go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted to say that that going into the movie, first of all, I was I was happy because I didn't also really read about anything. I just saw the image, like one of the, um, what do you call mm-hmm. those, Phil? Lobby cards, basically. We don't. I have to say, it's one of the worst posters of Tarantino yeah, movies but, ever. But thing, for some I reason, I didn't see the poster first. I saw one of those like oh, okay. uh, promotional screen screenshots, like lobby cards used to be, right? Oh, okay, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. see, like, oh, Brad, I miss lobby cards. They're so good. 
I agree. And when we see Brad Pitt and we see Leonardo DiCaprio and they're wearing these 70s clothes and it says Once Upon a Time in mm-hmm. Hollywood. And I was just like, I'm watching this. And I knew immediately when really? I saw yeah. the image. Wow. Like, that sounds super interesting. I like things that huh. are set in the past. I like to, if it's like a character study film or something about, uh, you know, even if it was something else, I, I was just interested to me, like right off the bat. Like it's about people, it's about uh, stuff that happened at the time period. Hollywood is interesting. I like Hollywood. Yeah, and going into the movie, those were some of my initial thoughts as the movie started rolling. I was thinking, you know, I haven't seen all of Tarantino's movies, but mm-hmm. there is there is uh, something that separates uh, you know great directors from like okay directors or other directors. And in watching the beginning, I was thinking what you were saying. You know, like man, like you know, having a career like that and making films, you don't have to necessarily like all the movies, but no, but, but yeah. to have your own style, your own history of cinema watching, what films you like, and to have a language that you develop uh, and to put that on screen uh, in a very consistent and high quality level and ultimately... Uh, sort of presenting, I guess, what you're interested in on cinema, on film, you know? Yeah. It's so, like yeah. he is the master craftsman who enjoys his work. Yeah. And the world audience gave him a piece of the world where he can always go and present it. Yeah. And it's it's always an, an event, you know? And yeah. Because I just, I yeah. just couldn't cool. help comparing it to the movies we, we were watching. So far in the podcast. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy that it's been going on since the beginning, yeah. you know. That's that's just how it's been ever since his first movie. Yeah. So before we right. go into um, talking about this movie, uh, obviously, huge warning that we usually put... Uh, yes, yeah, spoilers! Is, everything is spoilers. Spoilers is everything. Everything is spoilers. We spoil everything. Spoilers I mean, like, seriously, do you, want, do you want me to put my voice again at the beginning? Hey, spoilers. Sure, yeah, Again, yeah. spoilers. Come on. Go back to the future and tell them about spoilers. We, if you, if you want to watch this movie, then don't listen to the podcast until you've seen the movie. If you don't plan on seeing the movie, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, a coworker of mine uh, talked to me yesterday. He said he listened to the Hobbs and Shaw episode, and then he went to see the trailer, and he said he felt like he basically watched the movie. Everything we we That's said. Interesting. What made sense looking at the trailer and he said he had no reason to watch the movie because he heard a description and then saw the trailer. Good. And that is an amazing story. And we, saved, we saved one person from the yeah. claws oh, of he, Hobbs uh, and Shaw. That was a good good review. I enjoyed that. Yeah, um, awesome. So so I this mean, is the ninth movie of Tarantino. Yeah. It's a, it's based in 1969. A lot of things happened in 1969. The Summer of Love. We landed on the moon. Um, I mean, we landed on the know, moon. You guys... We landed on the moon. You guys moon. didn't. Uh, my, my parents got <laughs> married. The that's US of A. Oh, that's right. We we went to uh, your 50th anniversary. Not yours, but your your un- my, your, my your dad's 50th anniversary, anniversary yeah. just uh, a so week ago. All, all, all big events. Um, so it's based in that year. Um, Hollywood's changing, you know, the, the new auteurs are taking over Hollywood. The old studios are falling. It, the story is about, um, uh, TV actor kind of on the, on the, on going down to his career. It's not, not on top now. It's going down, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. 
and he's you know he's trying to maybe Rick make Dalton. it still. Real Dalton. He's trying to make it maybe in the in the world of maybe get back to cinema from his TV world and his friend, also you could say best friend, his stunt double played by Brad Pitt. What was this Cliff? What was Booth. his name? Booth. Cliff Booth. And it's I would say the story is essentially about them and their lives in 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 LA and how it's intertwined with the real story of <sighs> I have should prepared notes but um, Fantastic Tim. Sharon, Excellent. Sharon Welcome to Tate. Twofold. Shit shit that's her name. Sharon Tate. Yes, yes. Sharon Tate. Um the actress who is married to Roman Polanski, uh the uh convicted pedophile. That's true. <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> and the and the director of one of my favorite movies, Rosemary's Baby, unfortunately. But, um, you know, <laughs> you can separate those two things. Um, uh, who is the next door neighbor? And it is intertwined with the real story of how, um, you know, sadly, uh, there was a attack on the house. And, uh, that was real? People got to, yeah. Really? Yeah, wow. don't, you know, don't you know anything about it? No, I thought... Okay, okay, honestly, okay. Like, so, so we're in spoiler land, so we're spoiler land, so, so let me explain a few I things. I didn't know that. So okay, explain away, of, friend. So, so remember... Uh, okay, this, this is hard to explain, but in 1969, Charles Manson, one of his following... Oh, uh, Manson, those crazy okay, ladies, okay. Charles Man- Manson, um, he sent to go to that house and kill anybody who's there. I think what he was trying to do is start like a race war to make it look like some black people killed these Hollywood stars. Oh, man. And they went and unfortunately they did kill Sharon Tate when she was pregnant and her friend and the two people there. So this movie has a little bit of a twist on it. And and I think the tension from watching the movie, if you know the real... Story is kind of intense because you're expecting one thing to happen and then something else. But happens, this is which so we'll cool because I had no. Clue. That's what I like. I kind of like this. Oh, this is interesting. I was really wondering. Yeah, if you neither guys neither me or this. Jake had any clue because <laughs> we're not fans of this stuff like Quentin is. So it's okay, an interesting so, is, thing to. Yeah, yeah. I knew about this like just reading about um, uh, Roman Polanski mm-hmm. uh, like long time well, ago. That's the so, weirdest so I was, thing. So I was aware of the story. Yeah, because like for um, me. Um, as far as I'm concerned, Quentin Tarantino never was a person who would do something that's real. So yeah. I just went along with whatever this is. As far as I was concerned, I thought everything in this film were pretty much fictionalized. And I knew that mm-hmm. Sharon Tate was a real person just in Roman Polanski because I've heard that before. And then there's like other characters like played by Emil Hirsch. I forget what his name was in the movie. Yeah. And well, so you uh, guys never and had Bruce Lee is there. It's true. So you guys never had that moment when the title comes and it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I'm like, ah, I understand now. I understand the title because it's a fairy yeah, it's tale. It's like a fairy tale. It's like an alternate version. It's no, alternative, not at all. Alternative had no idea. Had no idea. I just thought. Interesting. He added, I just thought, honestly, I thought this was ho- wholly fictional. Me and too. he just added characters that are that were real people and just put his own characters in there and just made a story well and that's I thought, that's I crazy thought, i didn't know it was that um that um connected to a real story neither okay so <laughs> you've heard it first we here we got that out of the way on twofold um i don't know why, what did you guys think of this movie well i just wanted to say philip well i just wanted to say that um knowing uh, i jacob got to talk about his <laughs> his thing for for a little bit, I didn't get to talk about what I wanted to say because well, we, we have different we have different views this time. Jake and I usually are in the same class okay. of uh, 
of, of our opinions. I think we had that with Spider-Man. We had that with whatever we had with the other movies. But in this case, it's a little different because knowing Quentin the way I do, uh, I'm not a very big first term, not a very big fan of uh, what he's interested in and uh, the Ooh. stuff that he likes. So for Which me, movies of from Quentin, did you? All watch right, I've seen this? I've seen Pulp Fiction, I've seen Inglorious Bastards, I've seen mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I've seen Reservoir Dogs. But before that, I think it's Kill just Bill been one, Pulp two. Fiction and Kill Bill One Two. So Pulp Fiction, Kill Bill One Two. So you're just mis- you're just missing Jackie Brown. You're missing Death Proof. You're missing uh, Hateful Eight and Django and yeah. Hateful Eight. Yeah. Those are okay. all very modern. I want to see yeah. those, but I haven't seen them either. So um, I'm not going to go into this, but when I was younger, I didn't, I didn't like it on principle because I was 15 and I feel like there's a lot of, there was a lot of, and I feel like the I reason. Can feel it. I, I can feel the teenage Phil and his righteous way of Spider-Man evangelist. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> i felt i felt that um true wholesome movies like spider-man and here's the thing yeah that's the not this violence for sinful men yeah that's what it felt like the left wing that's what that's what it <laughs> felt like yeah, yeah pretty much pretty much that's what I, that's how i felt when i was 15 and 16 and i feel like when i was watching those i was watching them on principle i was watching them by because just because um Everybody that I was friends with who was interested in film, they were just praising mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino to, you know, to huge regard. And in fact, yeah. I was doing some research and looking at some reviews today on Letterboxd on Quentin mm-hmm. Tarantino films. And now I get it. Now I understand. Um, That's interesting. But it is... I, I love... But, I, but, but I, like I, all I, the film student friends that I had when I was a teenager, they were just talking about how... You know, like, like they were looking into it so much. It was like a fandom, you know what I mean? But it was a fandom yeah. for Quentin Tarantino films and like film films, you know what I mean? Like the movie movies, right? Yeah. And Dude, but it, for me, that's... It just explains so much. And, and, and I feel like a lot of that was the reason why I didn't enjoy watching Kill Bill that much. And I didn't enjoy watching mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction that much back then. And that being said, uh, so I'm not, you know, Quentin Tarantino stuff isn't really my cup of tea. I wouldn't really willingly want to watch movies by Quentin. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, I have a question. But, yeah. So. I like, and honestly, it's also the aesthetic. I don't like, I don't really care that much about 1969. I don't care that much about, um, you know, heists. I don't care that much about criminals. I don't care that much about you know, people talking and, you know, stuff like everything that Quentin Tarantino is interested in seeing. <laughs> Dude, talking. That's like funny. Talking. I mean, there's been a lot of great silent films, by the way, so I can just keep watching those forever. <laughs> people, people running. <laughs> okay, it's a little too general. It's a little too general, but I think everybody who knows, like everybody who knows Quentin Tarantino knows about what I'm talking about. No, Phil, my question All is right. this. I know what you're talking about. I have, I have questions. Okay, I have a question well. and then you, you go. go first, Jacob. <laughs> my first question is, uh, when would you say that your, or if your shift happened with sort of um, watching the Quentin Tarantino movies differently happened. Here's the shift. I watched Inglorious Bastards and I think that was 2010, 2011. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was so funny and fun and it's so amazing that movie. Yeah. So yeah. And I really sort of liked like it. He's such a, because, he's such a master of so many things. Yeah. Because then um, I was so like, I, didn't look at imdb message boards anymore i didn't look at i wasn't that interested in you know just being 
vindictive or being very mm-hmm. being like angry and going let's see what the what the bad people are doing mm-hmm. you know when i was uh, when i was a teenager <laughs> when i was a teenager and then you know when you're when you get older you mellow out and you're like why 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 do i do this this is ridiculous what was it you know i was a kid this is so amazing to me because here's because i was like, a kid we back kids, then yeah i would try to get you to watch movies like this all the time and i would be like Phil, you got to watch this, I don't know, like Kubrick movie. You got to watch whatever, you know, The Children of Men or something like that. And Phil would always go like, oh, I don't know. And then I would, and I would show them to him and then be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, how are you not be like your mind blown by this, you know, cinematic piece? And I, I couldn't, I just didn't understand what was going on. You never told me, Phil. You know, I didn't understand what was going on in your head. Mm-hmm. Little, but it just, it just makes perfect sense what you're saying now you're just like you were there and like, mm, i don't know this is yeah. this not this does not compute with my moral compass i don't I know. think it was yeah I think something add, like that and add. i also felt like i didn't i didn't just watch the story for the story yeah, i was I always nitpicking and picking apart what they're trying to say like someone says an f word and i'm like see they just wanted to say f words on the screen That's yeah all they I, I think to add, to add, <laughs> That's i had a very do. similar perspective i think a little bit less than phil in this sense with the filmmaking aspect but for sure <laughs> yeah. i also watch movies like this where you'd see uh, a film that has let's let's say i don't take for example pulp fiction has quite some crazy scenes in there and you'd watch it and you'd be like oh okay they're 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 praising violence they're promoting violence Oh, mm-hmm. oh, look at this. They're they're condoning these sexual acts. You know, you would look at it in the lens of like... The there really filmmaker. isn't any in Pulp Fiction except for one scene, there, by there, the way. There is, saying. There's one scene. Just the one. Well, I'm talking there's generally, Phil. So. The thing rhymes. Never mind, go on. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the rape. <laughs> from the that, that was actually <laughs> yeah. a really, really weird, weird scene. <laughs> but that's like, that's a humor, yeah, yeah. you know. So yeah, I, yeah, I, and I wanted to say I, I, that, I, that you're, you're perceiving uh, that the director is trying to say something through those or pushing, agenda. pushing agenda exactly. yeah pushing yeah. an agenda and, I, and that's and i came in like that with my you know fists up uh, you know like fists up like in boxing stance watching <laughs> you're always waiting <laughs> you know what I mean? for something so they do something yeah. you always say, fists hey, up you know look at look at see and i feel yeah. like that has been that has been way exacerbated by the fact that lots of people would be praising it in an unreal level you know what i mean like a very high level oh, you see, like, yeah, like, and, and so it's my filtering fill of imdb message boards and stuff like that and then film fans talking about it and that plus that so plus agenda really highly oh yes yes like for it, sure you, like you would go like and i was like you know a tarantino mm-hmm. movie is but like, still oh, but you oh, also oh, had oh. that thing where it's like if people and i and, and i usually was a person board, yeah exactly you would be, you would exactly be like, oh that means i can't like it because it's not yep, possible that's exactly how good. i that's how that's how i felt with like everything you couldn't in fact. join like, in something was way too popular i was just like mm, mm, i'm not even mm. like when dark knight came out i was so depressed because why is dark knight getting <laughs> so much? Weird, i have to say that this is a little retrospective but like the thing is like if that, that's the attitude you had i always wondered let's say growing up with you i was wondered like if this is the attitude then what in the world is a good movie like i have no clue there's no the bar. Do, i still don't know I, this is the question, the question. what is what is like phil's i don't know too like what, so I wonder what too. is the great masterpiece because i like I, like there's a lot of there's been a lot of amazing movies for the last 20 yeah. years that just every year or maybe every second year a movie just like completely blows me away and i'm like this person it is a god <laughs> who made this, but I've never had that from Phil for any long time. Like, is there anything that's modern that just made you go like, w- how is this person able to create a movie like this? Well, that's the thing with me. I, at the moment, what I feel is I like seeing people as people and I watch movies and I say, this is great. 
And I think this mm-hmm. is fantastic. But it's hard for me to, like, this is going to sound so self-conceited. It's but okay. for me, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to uh, praise something really high because I feel like uh, that's just not my style. I just don't, I just, it just, I can't say that, you know? But what, you, like, like you're, you're deliberately controlling it or you just don't have that emotion anymore? Like you don't have that crazy joy. I, I don't of, think I have that emotion because like, I feel like subjectively when I'm watching something, I am, look, I watched some, I watched Land Before Time and I cried to, you know, like recently. And I'm, am I going to say that's as good as once put like, or like any like Tarantino movie? You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not saying Tarantino. I, I mean, I, I was amazed by Inglourious Bastards and Hateful I, Eight, but I, the I rest, better, the new ones I were like. I have a different question with the same, same thing. It's like, is there any like movie or something where you watch it and after you're finished, you sort of let go of all these sort of more objective type, you know, of course, these days, man. And you just think like, man, I just loved the experience of that film. I just loved watching. Yeah. These days I do that all the time. That's how I am now. Okay. I'm just talking about how I was before. Now I'm different, man. I'm a changed man. (laughs) It's okay. This is not an interrogation. We're just curious. No, no, no. no. We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not turning this into film. I I am the host and I say, I was, I just just wanted to say there's a difference between when I was a teenager (laughs) and between when I was now. And now our story is over. So now I'm, I'm totally fine. Oh, I thought you were going to go on hosting. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm still talking about the well. topic. I was going to jump. No, I wanted to say that it's so funny that the approach that Phil had watching in Tarantino movie is exactly opposite of mine. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing, oh, you know, like somebody was talking about a movie and it was violence and they say, it's no Tarantino movie, you know, or it would be like, we'd be watching, like there's a movie on TV and, um, it's like something like some kind of violence or something like that. My mom, would, my mom would be like, oh, don't, don't let Tim watch it. I was like, ah, you know, it's, that's fine. You know, Pulp Fiction, that's crazy, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so you hear these words and I was like, I got to see this. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, I that's different. That's for real. To that's see very different. what is happening in Pulp Fiction. You know, it just the anticipation and the build up in my head of, of what, what, what ungodly things mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. happen in this crazy movie that's amazing. It's just like super violent and crazy. I just I have to see this movie. So it's pretty hilarious that we have exact opposite For directions. real, yeah, it was very opposite. I was never like that when I was younger. That's okay. That's okay. That's we all how it had is. Our paths, all our, our neos and paths and mm-hmm. trainings. So, so we go back to once upon a time of Hollywood. Yeah. So, um, I want to know. That being said, me now, Phil, the current Phil, is going with Phil. Jake to watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Current I Phil. realize, and I found out because we were going to be on the Spider-Man Minute soon. Uh, they wanted, they had to reschedule, and they wanted us to record our guest appearance at spider-man minute which is you know for spider-man 3 which is hilarious that's true Shout go, out Spider-Man, check minute. Out spider-man minute it's fun and they wanted to schedule it exactly at the time when we were going to go and watch once upon a time in hollywood and we said sorry we already we we're starting we're going to watch the film how long is the film and uh scott corelli the co the host said it's three hours and i'm like oh boy yeah, that was so, <laughs> was so funny. The this worries. is a great contrast because for me, I was like, "Yes, three hours." I'm so happy. <laughs> and I was three hours of good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Wait, there's a story. There's a story to this here. And I said, "Oh, okay. I love that Spider-Man is in the picture again. It's like <laughs> he is. He's back. He's, he's still there. I think Spider-Man will be out of the MCU, but uh, still here." <laughs> 
feel going to the cinema, there's Tobey Maguire yeah. behind the curtains. Yeah. <laughs> I must stop him well, well, watching these sinful things. Come l- watch listen, Spider-Man listen, with as me. As we're walking up, It's so wholesome. as we're waiting on the escalator to go up to our theater, it feels like, he told me, he's like, what am I going to do for three hours? And I, I was like, <laughs> we're going to watch Because, the movie. Because I've heard three different, I, I've heard two different things about this movie. I've heard I have, that I have a question was, for you. Philip, I have were a you question at the IMDb you. message board? No, 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 no. I heard from, they speaking, don't exist anymore. Can I talk? I have a question for you after you're done with that. Okay, so I've, I've heard two different things about it. Now, first of all, forget the Phil from 2005, from, went to 2005. I am, I am forgetting. <laughs> that is not me now. This one is just, I just have a personal preference of uh, what I'm interested in seeing. And for me, a movie set in 1969 about something, it doesn't make me want to go see it, you know? It, that's, that's just okay. not me I'm not and I don't say it's bad I'm saying that's just not what yeah. I'm interested in you were worried like Tim what yeah do? what am I gonna, gonna do I'm gonna be bored because I heard people yeah. who said it was one of the most boring films they've ever seen so wait, wait, where did you hear this from? TV message reports no from, you? from friends actually some friends actually oh, told okay. me shout out who, who, you know who you are on. You no, know no, no. name drop is who's who, who, who's bored by I'm not name dropping I'm not gonna shame these people publicly I um, <laughs> and so I was, was, I was waiting to see how that plays out <laughs> so I was very I was just I was just very like I'm you know so basically three you, you hours. were really interested in the subject matter no I wasn't mm-hmm. I'm not interested in the subject matter for sure I am not interested in the subject matter but did it change right, that okay. when you thought like hmm so yeah well, this is the setup so what happens after the movie was done when the movie was done when the movie's done I I really liked it <laughs> hey <laughs> I like the movie. There you go. It was great. I had I had a lot of fun watching it. Yeah. What, what are your impressions? What did, What did you like about oh, it? Oh man. Okay. Can I, you, Jib? Do you want to go or do you want me? Yeah. To let just me just my my uh, agreement with Phil is that I really liked it. I think I would maybe even say I loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was a great experience. You know, it was a very w- wonderful time going to see a nice a nice film <laughs> after after not <laughs> having a lot of good movies to watch lately. Yeah. It's a shame you guys didn't know about Charente because I think that would add like a really, really scary well, edge right, to right. that movie. <laughs> well, see, that's I have funny. to say about that, but go ahead, Phil. I was going to say the same thing. What do you want to say about the tension? What? Yeah, I was going to say, knowing Quentin, as I do, uh, I was always on edge because things were happening yeah. and I was waiting for something tragic, something <laughs> bad, something... You know, something that will just tip it over and make me feel sad because I really liked seeing these characters. You know, there's all these yeah. guys. There's um, uh, Mr. Mr. Booth. It's a great guy. Uh, and um, uh, Rick Dalton, yeah. who is... Rick, Rick fucking I, Dalton. I guess, <laughs> I, guess, I guess you could say he's um, like a neurotic character. And I feel like there's a lot... You can, like, I think anybody who's done anything about films, as you know, who knows anything about films, who's worked on films, who's, you know, who knows the ins and outs, not even the ins and outs, but at least just on a vague level, can relate to something that he has problems with. And but I, you know, what I love about, about him it. is that it's not, it's not over the top. Like, if you watch, like, a, no, like a great star, like a, like a music rock star. Biopic. Uh, you know biography right it's always like oh my love life uh, uh, my wife left me i have i did all the bad drunks i'm on the street puking i'm you, you know like uh, just just the worst the end of the line right this guy's just 
I just absolutely love that scene when he's angry at himself because yes, he that's the one the that sticks to me a lot yeah. as well. And it's so it's so basic. It, it's just he forgot about his line because he had too many <laughs> whiskeys yeah. last night, and he's angry. But it's not over the like. It's not you know the end of the world like the lowest exactly it's just yeah, a nice yeah. scene. And he's he's not the biggest star. He's just a TV actor. I I love that. That's one. That's my fa- one of my favorite scenes in mm-hmm. there. And I just I love that it's not the over-the-top greatest thing. I also love the fact that it's a story about someone who's maybe, you know, going... Someone has his career is afterwards. You don't get to see a lot of that in Hollywood movies, you know. Hollywood movies are about, you know, the path to mm-hmm. glory. It's about no. going from the richest to the rags to the richest, you and, know. And this is, this is the down Yeah, thing. and I, the, which, yeah. I, I will have to say that I think you don't get to see that because not a lot of filmmakers can make it work. Mm. Or maybe they don't let them, you know. Well, maybe Tarantino has the the see say. what I like the most. One of the my favorite aspects about the film was that you have these things you guys are talking about, but it also sort of balances between it being, I would say, slightly exaggerated in the sense mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily know what turn the movie's going to take. And yeah. that's, I think, part of what makes it so interesting to watch. Because my expectation, actually, going to the movie was, <clears throat> I thought it was going to be like another Quentin Tarantino mo- movies, other Quentin mm-hmm. Tarantino yeah. movies, and I was expecting it to be like, oh, okay, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So this is probably a movie about these two guys, this actor and his stunt double, and they're probably just actors as some kind of a front. But really, in the background, they're doing drugs and you know crime. Or a heist or something. Or heist. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was like, going to be some kind of bank robbery they're going to do and something yeah, goes yes. wrong. Or they're going to decide, like, we need money, yeah, like so let's, very, let's rob like, a bank. Like, Cliff, come on, let's shoot some but people. Sense, like, messy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, people's lives were just like, they're just, you know, completely just doing criminal things, you know, or just in really horrible places. And that's what I actually really loved watching the movie was that, that it was nothing about that, you know. It was fairly, yeah. fairly realistic. And it was more of a a film exploring a couple of different characters um, and not necessarily even having a storyline, which is something I liked a lot. There wasn't... Dude, it was, a, it was very, very loose. Exactly. There, there wasn't like a narrative, you know, and that's something that was really great because you have these uh, moments and scenes of these characters and in a, lot of, in, a, in, in a lot of ways, I think the film isn't really about anything in specific, you know, and that's something that I actually enjoyed because it can... Yeah, it's more of a train of thought or like just, yeah, this is what I want to show and I I can do it because I can, I have the craftsmanship to put it together properly yeah. and that's, that doesn't it feel... It can be as much as, as much as you sort of read into it or see uh, what, what parts you want to focus on, you know? I totally at, agree. At point, I totally agree. I, and I, that's why I liked it as well. I honestly like really liked seeing where it was going and you know what? Those three hours did not feel like three hours. That's great. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if I had to give some kind of criticism, it would be that sometimes it felt like the Phil editing syndrome, you know, like the every shot Everything, is sacred. Yeah. <laughs> There's just a few shots. Of I like, like those. I, I, I know you do. It's your stuff. It added like, to, to the feel. I actually agree with Phil. Sometimes, I agree like with when, Phil. In this case, when, yes, I agree. 
I'm not. If I I said if I have Uh to, I'm not criticizing for it. But there's definitely something that I was aware. Like there's a few scenes when the the Charles Manson gang is walking up the driveway. It's just there's a few shots where they're just doing the same thing, and it's just. But those are like really nitpicky. Yeah, I mean, but also he could be just building up tension. You know, it's it's not nitpicky. Just that that would be the only thing I would. I I wanted to say say that that criticism also came to mind for me, but I was thinking about and I was thinking, you know. This would be a legitimate criticism about a movie where someone was maybe making a debut film or something like someone was trying to prove mm, themselves yeah. and saying like, okay, I'm going to do my best work. I'm going to tighten this up and, and focus on whatever I'm focusing on. But I feel like Quentin Tarantino has been around for a while and you know he's made movies that are of high quality. And I feel like at this point, I feel like he's deserved to like, you know, if he wants to make something longer you know, and it's matching the style he's going for, I think there's not much room to complain because that's the kind of film it is, you know. I I agree, but I would just say that I'm looking at the movie as the movie itself. I'm Mm -hmm. not putting Quentin Mm -hmm. Tarantino's name in context and I still think it works. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. too, I would say. Because I feel like he knows, like it feels like this was done with, with a lot of nice care and attention and you can tell, you can really tell the focus was there. It's, it's also, it's like, it's great all around, but then there's just moments when it's just insanely great. There's a there's a few scenes. What would you where guys say just, is like your favorite the, scene? The joy at right at the beginning, you have the relationship between um, Rick and Cliff. What's his name? Rick. Rick and Cliff. Dalton. R- Rick Dalton. Right, and then and then the entire time, you know, Cliff is just cool as a pickle. Mm-hmm. He's just like. Cracking jokes, he's always helpful, he's driving him around, he's just super cool, he's like Big Lebowski cool, he's just going with the flow, right? And then, and then he drives Rick home, and there's that magical reveal, he's like, okay, I'll take my car. He sits in his car and <laughs> yeah, just starts yeah. driving like a maniac, because that's such a great character reveal of, of using, you know, no words, nothing like that, but you use the the language of him driving just to express the insanity that is in his brain <laughs> you know and, and and it it's a character personalization that's just done so nicely and it just made me so excited for movie making that something like that i, I get to see yeah. again oh, that was really cool um i think and the macaroni cheese making wonderful and, and you you like the and mac the cool and cheese fake brands yeah I've, i just felt and the cool fake brands like the dog food remember yeah. uh what was it like good food for mean dogs Oh yeah, and another scene that I, that I absolutely adored was when when he um, Rick invites him to Rick. come over and watch the FBI <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. episode. Yes, and and I love that how they're watching it, the commentary they're giving. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, that's that's Eddie. He's such a nice guy, and he goes, oh, oh, there's 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 Rick. He's a prick, man. That guy, and it just, oh, that's a good shot. I like well, you that know, shot. That's also yeah. what Phil oh, was saying is that this is plays into the sort of filmmaking. You know, if you're interested in filmmaking yeah. and movies, you'll get yeah. this stuff much, much more. And you'll read into the subtext of how movie people are. People who like movies yeah. or make movies. This is kind of how, you know, people like that. Talk. I, it just I, felt so real. It was so good. I do feel like, I think, the, and I'm not going to blanket statement this, but I feel like people who didn't, who found it very boring, I think they just, it's just not... Uh, I think it's not something their, they're, they're their subject. In. Yeah. Um, and they don't know like about the, it. Like for me, it was funny. Hollywood and, movie making Yeah, it was stuff. funny and it was fun to look at all around because I think it's because all of us here have a familiarity with how movies are made mm-hmm. and 
what you have to go through to make them and you have experiences that are similar like them watching the movie and going oh this is great yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah. That, that, that so, was yeah. any, any scenes that you guys yeah. like so for me my favorite scene for sure in the whole movie was when rick is playing uh caleb the uh the baddie uh, on the was caleb the like because he thought it was dakota yeah he's a dakota or something like that yeah dakota dakota yeah. and uh what, what i really enjoyed was the scene that they shot at the saloon where mm-hmm. he screws up his line <laughs> and then he comes back and he does the the dramatic you know performance yes it was just a fantastic scene because i love the play of the here we are sitting in a theater watching a movie being shot uh where you have this sort of feeling of you know for me it was like i know that's Leonardo DiCaprio acting and he's trying to act as someone acting on a set yes <laughs> as, <laughs> trying as a tv actor trying to act as a theatrical yeah movie and actor. i was thinking like man like just props to someone like Leonardo DiCaprio and the other guys on the set that's something really hard to pull off you have to be a, a fantastic actor but now you have to do that as well and really just, I guess it made me appreciate acting in general. It was very, it was a very cool scene. And also because... But yeah. he was so genuine, <laughs> forgetting his lines. It wasn't, it was, wasn't played for him. Yeah. It, was, it was so nice. And uh, what I loved the most about it was just being sucked in to the story and totally just watching and paying attention to what's happening on screen. Yeah. Because again, like in context, you know, a lot of the recent movies I've seen and things like that, I've a lot of times been so out of it, just like thinking about other things or just noticing I'm watching a movie. This felt like I was yeah. totally sucked in and, and, and paying attention. And uh, yeah, I wanted to say what was interesting about that scene too was originally I thought what was going to happen is I didn't know the, what the movie's tone was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking that they might do wackier or crazier things given they have some, some scenes of them showing some of these older films he worked on. Remember they did this sort of Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the retro, stuff, yeah. um, the mimicking of, of of old films and reproducing some of those tropes for fun. So I was thinking yeah. maybe they'll do more of that stuff. I wasn't sure yet. And so I thought in the saloon scene, I was watching, I was like, this is really good, actually. This is some really good stuff, you know? And then I was thinking... Yeah. Really? Like you're enjoying the, the the movie they were yeah, shooting. Exactly. I was thinking, this is this is maybe too good. I was like, maybe they're going to stop and we're going to cut and it's going to be Rick like imagining what he what he thinks is going to be like when he goes and acts on <laughs> okay, set. Like, but then we cut back to like the cinema in the movie or the television and it's like crap. It's like, you know, like a, a crappy <laughs> TV show with bad acting. Like, you darn yeah. bad guy. So that's, that's why great. I liked it because I was thinking about those things and it was um yeah it was a really cool sequence. You were saying that the scene where you know you you're watching them shooting the movie but you're you're watching through the camera lens but the camera isn't crappy quality it's like there were yeah, so yeah. many yeah. film techniques in this movie that didn't say you have voiceover you have oh, the you have the, like, the nonsensical voiceover that just showed way, up randomly I have to say, at any time. If we're mentioning like the slide, and I, that's crit- not a criticism. Critiques. I actually found that entertaining. I thought it was funny. It was hilarious. It was all of a sudden, there's a voiceover. On, it was like, okay, you know, we're just going. Kurt Russell this. just re- Kurt Russell just voiceover. There's 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 like imagination scenes, like the Brad Pitt when he beats up Bruce Lee. I don't think like, that's imagination. Do you think? Yeah. So I talked. I, think, to, I talked yeah. to a coworker. Vague, isn't it? And she, she, she yeah. said that she thinks it's um, a flashback of what happened, why he's not a, a, allowed on the set. That's what I thought too. 
And I, really? th- I thought it was that, me- one's, I was, that one was he like he broke a car with <laughs> right. <laughs> I know that that seems far fetched. But the funny thing about this well, is that you, you don't know <laughs> what's real yeah. or not. You know, you don't know, you don't how know how if far he killed his wife or not. We don't know yeah. that either. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm convinced that was that was just his. That's what I thought too. That when I was just like it. showing, showing the inside of the brain. Like him thinking like that's what would happen if I went kind of a thing <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, Cause, cause i can't he, tell he you was, he was Sorry. talking about it he was saying like oh he, the producer he won't work with you and then he goes to fix, fix the antenna and then he's just dame dreaming on the roof <laughs> that's great. just my yeah. opinion i think that, that that's what i thought initially but, but there's like all sorts of crazy stuff there like yeah there's flashbacks then there's there's actual footage of the movie that sharon tate is watching where we have sharon tate yes that's what i was wondering i was thinking okay so she's a real person in real life now because i noticed that yeah. the actual Sharon Tate is on the screen and I was a little confused because I'm not as big of a film buff as Quentin Tarantino is with all these yeah, I, films I, I that came out in the late 60s either. uh but, but, but I then you have then you have, you have you have you have you have uh Rick Dalton in made-up movies and then you have Rick Dalton in like, real movies shopped into real movies yeah yeah so it's like it's everything Wait, really like, what was the real movie oh the one the, with, um, with the Germans remember the one where real? he's like wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, no, it was the... Um, the war one? I think it was... I think FBI was, is the, a real the one. Movie, the movie where that guy says like, oh, you know, you were almost at the the movie that uh, the McQueen oh, got, yeah. right? And then he has these weird flashbacks where he goes and he sees himself in the movie that he wasn't ah, in. Ah, that was like an imagination thing. Yeah, it's like there's there's like there's everything in this movie. It's just, it's, if you're if if this is your first movie ever watching without seeing a movie before, you would be so confused. You <laughs> yeah, no that, that would be bad. Like you you're you're not you're not familiar with the tropes. You'd be like, what? Yeah, what's happening? And then there's the so, the ominous hippie <laughs> part. Yeah, with all the I think that was probably the peak intensity sequence for oh. me because again, I still wasn't hundred percent sure. What if the if the, like when you're expecting that guy's dead like like it rotten well, yes yeah something it's built that way yeah. it was built that way it was like it's <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's surprisingly not Tarantino ish but I like that about it as far as like the, yeah it, it was it, I would I would have to say I was surprised how wholesome mm-hmm. this Tarantino movie is when you look at it generally yes there's some weirdness here and mm-hmm. there. Um, yes, there is something insane at the end, <laughs> yeah, which I which true. was fantastic, and I couldn't stop laughing. It was amazing. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect that. That was, that was, dude. You have no idea because I knew what happened. Right. So, 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 yeah, you knew. Um, you came in with the pretense that you knew what was going on. I had yeah, no so, so idea night, this was real. Four of Charlie Manson's followers were instructed by Charlie Manson to go up to the house and kill who's ever there. Right, A random house. But in this movie. The alternative reality is that yeah, on the go, way there, <laughs> they are stopped by drunken <laughs> oh, Rick Dalton yelling at them. It's fantastic. They're hippies and they came to do drugs in his driveway. And he's super angry because he paid a lot for that driveway. So they go back and they're like, they recognize, one of the girls recognize. By the way, one of the girls in the back, that's Uma Thurman's daughter. Uh, really? Also... Kevin Smith's daughter is in this movie. What? She's one of the hippie chicks from Toronto. What? That I noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, so, they're, <laughs> so they're there. And then they're like, why don't we just go kill? They, they changed their plan yeah, for some yeah, reason. Yeah. Like the well, text guy's like, why don't we go kill? kill Cliff, right? 
Cliff? No, no, no they were just going to go kill Rick Dalton because they recognize him. And then they went no, through this no, whole no, no, no. But thing. Before, they... they came to the house to find a Cliff, right? No, no, they were going to kill people in the Sharon Tate residence, uh, the Polanski residence. Oh, gotcha. They, they, because that's the real uh-huh, story. See, how did Polanski survive? The... He wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't there, right. No, no, he was filming in Europe. Mm. It, and oh. that's why those the, the other Polish guy and his uh, friend, girlfriend, were there to help out at the house. So oh. so, so his wife wasn't uh, wasn't uh, alone. And they, also her friend, her ex-fiance, the, the, the writer guy, the, the hair mm-hmm. saloon guy was there. So so they were going to go do what was reality, right? But they got uh. sidetracked by drunken Rick fucking Dalton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, let's kill him because one of the girls is like, we watched violence on TV and viol- that taught us violence. So let's teach the people who taught us violence by actual yeah. violence. I don't know what weird logic a- LSD yeah. acid trip logic they came up with. Speaking of so which, the gonna- acid dipped cigarette, that was like, a, not, I don't want to say red herring, but it was something that made you be put off because you feel like if he took that cigarette and he's walking yeah, outside, he's be... I was like, no, no, you're going to die. Someone's going to die. He's gonna... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's gonna, unable to like defeat himself. I'm going to yes, stab him like 50 times too, and he's yeah. going to be bleeding. But no, but that's that's Cliff. That's just... Yeah, Cliff! <laughs> so, so, but Cliff is <laughs> on a... <laughs> he smokes his acid cigarette. He's, he's tripping on acid, feeding his dog inside. Uh, Rick Dalton's wife sleeping in, in the bedroom while... His Rick Italian Dalton's wife, in, when they were going to yeah, do that the, Italian... The spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was spaghetti Westerns, amazing spaghetti Westerns in, in, in Italy. And he's in his pool listening to music. So these these four killers, the hippie killers come in and they... Um, was, was his wife there or they dragged the wife out? But they're like, they're surrounded. Yeah. That is amazing also seeing when he's like... I am the devil. That, that was funny, man. That was, that was, that was <laughs> he's like, no, man, that was, that was fantastic. Tex, yeah. Rex or something. And then he's got the, and he's laughing at him because he's obviously tripping his <laughs> ass <laughs> on acid. <laughs> Brad Pitt is. And then he's about to shoot him. And, oh, he just sends his dog. Yeah. Amazing dog. That was so nice that the was entire time. And mistake. then, and then murder happens. A lot of murder. Brad Pitt murders almost pretty everyone in that brutal. movie. I might add. Yeah, he knocks that poor woman, well, not poor one, but that woman's head on that curb on the, that was just when Tarantino Mode. just, yeah. there was nothing. There was none of that until the end. It just went. Yes, right. at the end. Just and then, and then, this, to 11. and then this crazy, uh, the black haired hippie girl is just so in, intense with the screaming. Because can in her face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dog for kid. And then uh, on top, cherry on top. Um, and then she falls into happens. the and then she falls into the pool and where Rick Dalton didn't even know what was going on because he's <laughs> yeah. listening to his stupid portable like headphone like um radio yeah. thing and he's just listening to music yeah. and being depressed and his uh first world problems and then she just jumps in because she gets tossed out from the wind from the glass door into the pool and it's like oh! and then she comes out and she's just screaming her head off she just never stops screaming. And then he has to get out. He doesn't know. He, he's just like looking at her still like screaming and shooting and shooting her gun out in the air. And he goes inside his shed to find out if there's anything he can do about this problem. <laughs> and then he finds a flamethrower. Not, not a flamethrower from the movie. From the movie that we, we witnessed. Which is like a Inglorious Bastards movie. Yeah, like a Nazi the Nazis. exploitation movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then he takes it and he burns her to a crisp. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think we we can't forget that the the other cherry on top was after all the, this whole thing blows over, you know he's like yeah. your good friend Cliff and and Cliff goes off to the hospital. Oh yeah, that's great. I try. Yeah, and then you know the dream comes true. I felt something. I felt something. <laughs> yes, yes. Like, hey, that was so perfect. Like, Are you Rick Dalton? He's like, well, yes, I am. <laughs> but it's great because it's like something that that they set up at the beginning. But you kind of think, yeah, that probably won't happen. You know, that's a long shot. Yeah. He won't meet like Roman Polanski and won't be in his movie, of course. And I love that they just tied it at the end where, you know, he got his, he got his like mini dream of somehow being involved with those people. Relevant yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, it's so funny. I love like that. How the ending awesome. was great. Where he's like, just the thumbs up. He's like, come inside. Yeah. And, you know, the crisis is averted. Uh, the tragedy of real life has been altered. Yeah, that's interesting because I did well, it again. R- Rick and Cliff, yeah. <laughs> heroes of our time. Yeah, yeah. Tarantino does this. Like, I, he did it before with, with um, what's it called? When Glorious Bastards, where you, where they oh yeah, 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 at yeah, the yeah. end. He does, he does things in two. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, because, like, you well, know, first he did Reservoir Dogs and then Pulp Fiction, which is kind of similar. You know, it's like an L.A. gangster movie, yeah. right? And then, you know, this is this could be this is a 60s, 70s movie, which could be a pair to Jackie Brown, which is a 60s, 70s movie. You know, he did two Westerns. I'm wondering if the, if his last movie, which he says is going to be the last movie, he's going to only do only 10 movies. Oh, why? Okay. Which would be, he just said, that, like, I if I do 10 movies... I will be happy. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, I want to write some novels and mm-hmm. do maybe some books or something like that. But like 10 movies is good enough for me, mm. you know? I'll be, so, so, so in, by that logic, he has one more movie to do. Kill Bill, there were two of them. Mm. So it's interesting. He likes to do things twice. That's Tarantino. Yeah. So guys, anything else you want to say about I have, I have, I have a few things to Thank say. You. Yes. Okay, go. Here's what I have to say. I think one of the best things about this movie was that I really felt like it was the 1960s. It like any movie I've seen that tries to go back in time for some reason this thing felt like I was in 1969. There was a lot of wonderful Do you shots. Want to know why? Well, I mean, I, you can tell me later, but I just want to mention how I feel, why I feel yeah. this is the case and what I feel is there's a lot of um one there's a lot of shots that show a lot of the background that is very authentic and how it feels like it was and it felt like because i think that we relate to the past with film so i think that a lot of it was was i mean i think the whole thing was sold in in film because that's what twentin carantino likes and um and what i loved the most was that there's a lot of parts in this that were shot in that blue twilight hour which we never mm-hmm. get to see in films and and I no. get that it's hard and it's something that I personally would have was always hoping I could do with like the blue hour stuff and there's a lot of that and there's a lot of things that I can you know get from my memory that feels realistic because I can remember those kinds of moments when the sun goes down yeah. and there's a lot of parts that are uh, that just show people walking in and out and it's all in the 60s and there's like a and and I don't even know. Like I was thinking when I was watching the movie, I was thinking he's driving all around there. And I know it's blurred in the background with the, you know, when there's like shots of the car, but like, I don't even know how you can, 
get all this stuff to look like it's 1969. And he's driving around, so you see a lot of things. It's not just like yeah. a two-second drive. It's 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 a 10-minute sequence. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you know how they did it? No. no. It's all real. Really? <laughs> it, it's all they, real? They set-dressed everything to look like the 60s. Got all the cars. Like a whole street? Everything, man. The whole drive, everything. There's There might be some CGI stuff, but it's... It's super like cleanup stuff, maybe remove wow. some, but they got billboards, they got people. It's just, that's, just, you know, Tarantino is like old school. He likes to shoot on film and he likes to do sets. He doesn't like to do CGI. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's I feel like if, like we, if you can, practical. if you can do that for, and I'm looking at the budget right now, it's just 90 million. I feel like that, you know. Yeah. There's I mean, a like, lot. There's people who can do it with CGI. That is amazing. Like David Fincher or something like that. You can watch his movie and you have no idea that... 95% of that is CGI. <laughs> you know, that guy right. will CGI snow out and then put it back in. But in a lot of movies, period movies, as you can clearly see, it's like really bad CGI where where it's Yeah. It's just glaring in your eyes like, "Oh, it's the 60s, you know." Like it's like always oh, like some fake fog or something <laughs> around everything and it looks like a video game. But yeah. you know, but if you do it practical like this, it just it, you don't even think about it. It just feels so real. It felt it felt great, and I feel like it's also due to the fact that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of thinking behind what shots you're using and how you're depicting it. And also, I wanted to say, like people listening to the radio a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, that's a Tarantino trope. I've seen that in other of his movies, but I yeah. feel like that makes a lot of sense because I can remember uh, when we were in the states, and you know, whenever we went to someone's car, they would always have the radio on, and and I feel like you're having that. That also makes it more authentic. And, uh, and, 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 and yeah, that's great. And also what I've noticed about Tarantino when watching this movie and our next movie is that mm-hmm. I feel like he also, there's also a lot of attention paid to the sound because mm-hmm. I was watching Dude, yeah. this movie. The sound design, yeah. man. The sound is oh, great. Man. It's just, and, it's some of those were, it was just like ASMR. Like when they walk into one of the bars that sounded like a real bar so much that I was just freaking mm-hmm. out. I think they, they go for like, uh, it's, it's it, towards the end of the movie and they go to that Mexican restaurant. That was just, ugh, that was delicious. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, uh, if it was in your theater too, but uh, one of the coolest moments where is the sequence in the saloon. Uh, where <laughs> The saloon, we're back to yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake loves uh, the saloon. There was uh, where Rick... He he, yeah. you hear him at uh, the top right. Uh, sorry, at the back, back and uh-huh. right on the surround sound. He's like, he shouts oh, the yeah. character's name. It was totally like great use of surround. Did you catch that or no? Oh yeah 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 yeah. That's yeah when, when he's walking. Yeah, and I was like, Whoa, yeah, was who's there? <laughs> yeah, I feel like a lot of the the scenes are made in a way that kind of. What I've noticed about this movie as well is that I. I'm so happy that I see more wide shots. I see mm-hmm. shots that are relaxed. I don't see cuts to, I don't see, honestly, I don't remember seeing a lot of, you know, shot reverse shot of like people's close ups oh, from, yeah. and that's just so like nice. The, like the lame widescreen, you know. Yes, I hate the lame widescreen <laughs> guy standing there. Yeah, it's the worst. Oh, so annoying. Like, you know, when you have a zoom lens, it's like going at like maybe 70. 
uh, millimeters, something it, like that. Every YouTube video where you're like, yeah, how to make your movie cinematic. Mm-hmm. Okay, make it widescreen and then put your person a little bit on the left yes. and cut a bit of their forehead off. I and hate it. Them talk. Uh, it's just that's so overdone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't want to go here, but Lord of the Rings, I, <laughs> I just the framing most of the time when they have close ups, I just think they're way too close. So this <laughs> way too close. Yeah. So here, there's no body language. There's nothing. You just yeah. like. Eyes. So Look here, I think eyes. I think that there is pacing, and then there is uh, shots that are well composited, that lend itself a lot to have sound design that is intricate, and it makes you feel like you're there more. And I do like that. I, like that. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Continue. Sorry. I, I didn't want well, to I do like that. Uh, like I remember one of the what? Like I was watching that scene where um, Rick is acting his heart out with uh, oh the girl with the girl, the little eight year old girl. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. made me laugh I wonder so who much. That's supposed to be like some, some <laughs> new actress. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah, but that made me laugh so much when she's talking about like oh, I got to get into character and all that. It's like <laughs> I've well, I've heard that in every film school. Every film school student talks like this. It's amazing. Yeah. And, um, then, and it just Rick Dalton is like the old salt of the earth kind of guy. It's just like <laughs> I, I got I got to go. I got to go act. It just know? coughs. Just, like I'm an actor. Crazy. I have my hair and I and it's my face and I'm but an you actor. Know, yeah. This is what I, again, Everybody's smoking furiously. This is what I wanted to say. <laughs> this is another thing I loved about the movie so much is now you reminded me when he's speaking to that girl, he, you know, Rick Dalton, he's not doing amazing with his smoking and his drinking and he's always yeah. coughing, you know, in these sequences. It's but true. this is what I love about the movie is that he's coughing and he's coughing pretty bad in some of those shots. And yeah. other movies would be like, hmm, he'll have cancer at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know someone's yeah. going someone's <laughs> to comment about, his, yeah. about yeah. his thing and he'll die and he'll something tragic or something serious. But this is so great because this is where it, you know, it gives you little snapshots, little glimpses of, in a way, you know, yeah. a lot of realistic stuff. You know, I mean, he's co- he's coughing a lot and he's smoking a lot, you know, things like that. Like they, they make sense, you know. He's he's yeah, just yeah. also down in the dumps in some of these some of these sequences. But, yeah, but he's down in the dumps. But at least at some point he gets up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Gets, there's it's a, there's a change in, the in mood. It's not a consistent. You know, it's not like the movie's saying, "Oh, he's down." No, no, no. He's but that's what I wanted to say. Yeah. This is I know. My, my final thoughts about the movie is that I love the fact that again the the movie isn't isn't really saying anything. It's just showing these these characters snapshots of mm-hmm. what they're doing and what they're going through and like you reiterate what you said tim was that mm-hmm. this isn't like this is a very realistic a slightly realistic snapshot well that's the thing you can't say it's really realistic no, no, that's what i want to say because it's like very funny that's what i want to say that it's but it's more realistic in the sense of you know, here's an actor. How it makes you feel. He, he drives. He drives yes, home, yes, the, and here's his painting of him, of himself. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the painting that is held by a bunch. But of But I'm saying that there are people. <laughs> there are people like this, and there are probably actors like this. And that's what is nailing some of the feel, the feeling of people yeah. like that, or people. You know, yeah, buy a house in L.A. Don't rent stuff it, like that. I mean, I I love stuff like that. So, in, in like in America cinema nowadays, maybe you have Cone Brothers doing this. But in Europe, and especially like tragic comedies, and it's something that I adore. This is this movie isn't to that level, but the extreme level is of just making fun of the loser, and and I I, I love that because you know when you make movies where it's climbing to the top, the truth is that maybe one percent of us get to. But the I, top. I would the rest agree though with are just Phil discouraging. Too, I don't look at it like he's a loser. I really don't. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying like from my uh-huh. experience is that, that, that definitely he's not a loser, but it's it's a little bit I would say 
in between. Mm-hmm. He, no, he's he's successful mildly, but he's not the top. But he's also not like some 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 poor grub on the, on yeah. the earth. But I just say and that I love like you know he's not like the best guy. He's not the worst guy. Yeah. You know, it's it's something, uh, and that's that's the blend I think of the slightly fairy tale exaggerated element, but also yeah. that realistic feel, or at least capturing something that's has elements of of um the, the the characteristics of certain people and and what people go through and, and even like phases of your life or whatever and that's cool you know capture that blend and that's what i like the most about the movie yeah okay okay have a bite of that apple it's a red the apple green green cigarette red apple cigarette commercial did you see that at the end <laughs> yeah yeah but do, do you know you know like Way before the MCU, Tarantino and Kevin Smith were the guys who were taking the comic book, you know, universe thing and putting it in the movies. Because all the oh, yeah, Tarantino yeah, yeah. movies are connected. They're all from the one mm-hmm. universe. Like you have all the brands. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've noticed that. And all the characters are somehow sometimes related. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. cool. All right. Um, also well, the shots. Just wanted to mention the shots because I don't. I would kill myself if I drew. What shots? Like shots. Like the way that the movie was shot. I talked about wides. I talked about how it encompasses a lot of. But what would you like to say? So, but what I wanted to say was the. There's a lot of shots from above, like a lot of crane. I wouldn't say crane. Is it a crane? Like it's like a like it's always showing from the shot? top. What are you talking? Yeah, from the top down. It's not 90 degrees, but it's like 70 degrees, and it's that would be a crane shot, probably something like that. And there's a lot of those, and I feel like that added a lot of uh, a lot of um, grandness, u- uniqueness to it. Like it's just something mm-hmm. unconventional you don't see. Well, remind me of like shot like that. I'm, try- I'm trying. Well, like to there's think a, at the cul-de-sac the. Like the driveway where, uh, like, his there's so many shots of that. Like the the like um oh the dr- okay, like it's I it's see, like the Sims you. angle. You know what I mean? You're seeing it from oh yeah 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 like a slightly from an angle. Yeah, but you see a lot. Of what that, is that yeah. like a like a forty five angle kind of thing? Yeah, like a se- I would say seventy sixty degree kind of. Oh, like okay, from yeah, the yeah, top. I see what you yeah. Mean. It's very interesting. Okay. So good shots. Um, I would recommend the movie definitely. Even if you're not maybe a fan of Hollywood, Wait, I thoughts? think you might find some value. I don't know. I know there's a lot of people who would find it very boring just because of that. And that's fine because, you know, people you found Matrix boring. People found Pulp Fiction yeah. boring. So, yeah, what you going to do? Any final thoughts as the host? As the host, um, unless you guys have any final thoughts no, I, I think i do um i just remembered uh, that girl when okay. she when rick dalton's doing his uh, his uh, amazing acting mm-hmm. and he tosses the girl down yes. i was noticing the sound and it's it's great i like it and it just makes me feel happy because like you can really <sighs> tell that sound is a huge is a huge um influencer in how you perceive this stuff because there was you know there's there's always this like low rumble sometimes and there's always some kind Mm -hmm. of things that are emphasized when he throws that girl down and she hits the hits the floor it's like a and it helped and it emphasized something and it made it more impactful that's all that's just my observation and i really like that yeah you remind me of the what i forgot at the beginning of the movie where you're seeing the black and white his tv show what was it called? The uh, Jake something. Oh, Bounty. 
Bounty. Law. Oh yeah, yeah, that was so funny. Bounty Outlaw or something, Bounty wasn't that? Bounty Outlaw. Bounty yeah, Law. The first, Bounty the Law. The first scene as he's walking through the city, he shoots a guy and it's a bullet scream. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right off the bat. And it's like, just that, get it I away. That, I hate that, but I love how it's just gotten away. Like, yeah, sure. We didn't do it. The movie the pathetic did. Yeah, TV yeah, show yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, <laughs> the movie did. Oh. Yeah. And Michael Madsen is in a, in a little bit of a... Dude, there's, there's, there's Luke Perry who's dead, sadly. And and there's a lot of lot of people in here like Timothy Dalton. Tim- not Dal- Timothy, Timothy Dalton is in it too. Yeah. No, Timothy. What's his face? What's his face? The guy who plays the the in the saloon. Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. There we go. Oliphant. He's not Oliphant. dead. Oliphant. He's not dead. No, but Luke Perry's dead. Oh, okay. I think we might have to move on. We do. We do. I, I was I, I was moving on. So let's let's listen to a song.
awesome. Well, this song is from Aiming for Enrique. Aiming for Aiming Enrique. For, Sick band. Yep. And the song is called Hard Dance Brainia. Released this year. Um, they're a band from Norway. Oslo. No way. Uh, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> uh, they're, they're a duo <laughs> of a drummer and a guitarist. And according to their wiki page, they record all albums live with loop pedals. So it's just a drummer. That's so amazing. You told and, me that. Yeah. Yeah. And the guitarist just plays, you know, like figures it out with the pedals. So it's very it's insane. kind of like groove like and repetitive. And they just keep layering stuff on top. It's pretty cool. But I love it. They do, yeah, do a lot of looping and, and yeah. the echoes on other tracks. This one didn't have a lot of echo, but other tracks do some echoes. and But not in the classic way of just echo because of echo, but, you know, blending everything. I don't know how they play so good. They're amazing. That's pretty cool. It reminded me of a Street Fighter uh, level. That's Maybe they'll be hired do, 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 to do a Street do, do, Fighter. Do, do, do. Yeah, or like a driving game or something. Whatever. It pushes you forward. So wait, do they have a bassist or no? Or just nope, two? just guitars. Just guitar and drums, right? Fantastic. Just the one wow. guitar and one drum. One drum. Dude. Just one drum. This name. <laughs> and it's my ear uh, drum. Exactly. <clears throat> no, really, really great pick. So what I are they called again? This episode. Aiming for Enrique. Aiming for Enrique. <laughs> and it's spelled E-N-R-I-K-E, right? Enrique. Yep. Cool. Uh, so sorry killer, killer band, killer song. Uh, it's called Hard Dance Brainia, right? That's the song. Yep, that's the one. That is the track. Fantastic. All right. Very nice. Very nice stuff. So guys... What are you drinking? Nah, I'm still drinking my little beer. You got another little beer, or nope, same one. Phil, did you get the <laughs> did you get the APA or the porter? No, not the porter. I don't like porters. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so Phil's on the okay. You're on the I'm, back. What, what about you, Jake? What, what do you What are you, uh, you moving on? Fine. Uh, it says here, authentic <laughs> Czech taste, Kozel. Uh, Kozel is the shittiest beer. You could, no. Smedny Mnich. Do you know what's funny, Tim? Why, Could you repeat that? What is ago, it? It's called Smedny Mnich. Kozel. K-O-Z-E-L. Kozel. It basically means, what's a, what's a, what's Goaty, a male it? goat? Ram. No idea. Isn't that a, isn't, isn't ram it's a sheep? A sheep? Uh, sheep dude? That you guys are much better at these things. I have no Satan. Clue. Satan is the male. <laughs> I don't know. What, what is that? Uh, a, a male goat? Um, yeah. Is it, is a it male a goat? goat? Ram goat? Phil. Male Phil, goat? It's just a goat. What do you hey, want? Hey, listeners, what's, what's a male goat? Yeah, what I'm is too tired goat? to look it up. A buck? No. <laughs> it's a, so listen, it's I have a story thing. to tell. Mother uh, You bucker. said it was one of the worst beers. It's it's, it's just like the but pissy, a long watery. Time ago, but, uh, when we yeah. used to visit you, you were like, we've mm-hmm. got to find Kozil. It's the good stuff. I, it's true. It is true. Tim, I how, po- I what was, is up with you? You said the best beer was Heineken. What? No, Tuborg. Tuborg was the best beer. Okay, so you're you're pulling Tim from from different times, right? Of course now. So I am. Like you so do it with me. <laughs> it's true. It's Whoa, true. getting heated in here. So 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 let's 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 go yeah, this chronologically. Bastard. Well, look, listen, listen, yeah, listen. I, I was pulling, Serbia, I was you're supposed to drink an old one. It's like an old. Yeah, okay. One. I'll, there's two old ones, right? So one thing uh, disclaimer. Yeah, it is drinking ages. Over 18 in Serbia, but Serbia is weird. They feel feed ba- ba- beers to babies. I was there visiting a couple of weeks mm-hmm. ago and a friend's house and they have like a one-year-old and she was sitting at her dad's lap taking her uh, pacifier mm-hmm. or what do you call that still? Yeah, yeah. yeah pacifier, you know, isn't it? And she was sticking in the beer and, and just eating it the whole, whole evening. And then she took a sip out of the beer. And she's one year old. So it's a little bit different. You can, when I was a kid, I could go when I was 10, go to the store, buy beers and pack cigarettes in a box. And no one would, yeah. just well, remember, but no one, yeah, no one chill, would bat bro. an eye. So we kind of 
you know, we, we did drink beer earlier than mm-hmm. you're supposed to. But anyway, when I was 15, 16, God, I hope my daughter doesn't listen to this. Listen, I guess I could listen to this. <laughs> this didn't happen. Oh, Daddy's just making up about. stories to be funny. Hi, Agatha. It's in not the true. Future, we're in the past. Hi, Agatha yes. in the future. You shall not touch alcohol before you're 18. Only with daddy's supervision. All right? That's okay, wise. So let's, listen that's out to of the way. your father. That's out of the way. Um, Tuborg was the premium beer because back in <laughs> Serbia, you had, you had two beers of choice. Yeah, well, Tim, you, I remember you were like, Tuborg's the best. You had love or yellow. One is a lion and one is a deer. One is yellow, one is blue. And that's your choice of beer. That's yeah, all you can the same, choose. same, right? Pretty much. And they tasted absolutely the same. <laughs> but... If you if you if you had a little more money, if you had a little extra, you could get a Tuborg, which which had a, a little bit of. T- I mean, compared to craft beer, it's still all just pissy water, but it had a little bit of extra taste. So that's why I have promoted Tuborg. You know, like back in the, the day, the, like teenage years. Back in the days. So that's teenagers. Now later on, when you visited me, Slovakia, I was I was piss poor. I had no money. Back. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and 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 out of the fifty cent beers level, because you have like a fifty cent beer level you have you could go lower but that's just dreadful poopy and then that's like 50 and then and then like a one-year-old level is like your check by divisor pilsner or, mm-hmm. or all these like ah, pretty so decent lagers was a 50 center was a 50 center where, ah. where you got smedny mini and all these just the so but out of those cousin was like the decent taste so basically one. you're saying like at least based opinion. on this budget like that's probably what we should yes 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 that's like decent ah okay that makes more sense in the context yeah yeah so that's why i was looking for those because like that's a really like low tier <laughs> beers and the tastes uh, not so good so yeah so that's the but you know what's funny thing. though i have to say that like oh all these like lagers actually mm-hmm. i actually don't think it's that bad i actually kind of like this one the flavor like, okay, uh, but you have, I didn't have it for a while. Yeah. Usually, it's it's more flavorful and like a fuller taste than some of those beers, like mm-hmm. the classic, you know, factory lagers. And usually, people bad. have zlaty bajant here. Is that usually if you like go to like a old school place and they don't have like a like a craft beer or something, or they don't have like a Budweiser or, or mm-hmm. Pilsner? Like usually, you get a zlaty bajant, which is okay. It's not, is it's not one, but it's, yeah, that's the mm-hmm. one. That's like the most famous one. Yeah. I think they're they're owned by Heineken now as well. Oh, everyone's owned by Heineken. So what, Everyone, what are you true. drinking there, bud? Well, I went with the sister of that beer. This one is Lowlander Yuzu and Grapefruit. Yuzu Pink? Yuzu? Sorry. <laughs> I guess like the, uh, the description. Yuzu, comma, pink grapefruit, mm. comma, Earl Grey tea and goose beer. And goose beer is a this sour, is like which multi- I really like tier beer is multi-tier it's a lot of tastes and this one's like that, that one was indianish and this one's let me let me have a little taste <laughs> Ooh, th- th- this one feels you know what it feels like it feels like a sitting on a field of grass a field of at grass a, and, a, and a summer afternoon okay. i'm talking like a five or six ish Right when it, when it, when the sun is starting to not like kick your ass with like, super sun rays, but it's not it's not a golden hour yet. It's nothing. This what the beer this beer it's feels good. like. So yeah, wonderful. Nice. Nice. So before relaxing. We, go before uh, go before go to go to the our second movie of the night, mm-hmm. the oldie, 
Uh, does anyone have news or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, my news is that uh, Sony. Never mind. Let's not talk about that. Spider Man, <laughs> Spider Man again. Nah, I mean we, okay. we look. Spider Man, Spider Man is, is is our mascot. Apparently, does whatever um, a spider can. He spins a web and he sighs. I don't. Mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind talking. I, I don't Just mind like talking flies. about it. I don't mind talking about it, but it's it's a lot of it's a lot of PR and and fake journalism dribble yeah. right now at the moment. We don't have like the actual. Timely. We'll we'll look back at this and be like, what? Stupidity. Yeah, what have we done? Why are we talking maybe, about this? Maybe by next week we'll have some confirmations of if Toby McGuire coming back or not. <laughs> Toby, Toby, <laughs> but uh, yeah, everyone's like losing their shit over this Spider-Man thing, but whatever. Who cares? Who cares? Mm-hmm, I agree. Uh, any other news? Let me let me, let me see my notes. What the I don't know, like or what? Anything? Life, how are you guys doing? The Amazon What's rainforest happening? is burning. God damn it! What? First, it's the the, the Louvre, <laughs> not the Louvre. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Louvre. <laughs> no, the other thing. Notre Dame. Uh, Notre we Dame. we that need to be aware, Amazon. and people have to go and check it out, and not not so, check out the by forest. The way, guys, but I, like, I, I, um, <laughs> I see what can be done to help that. Okay, is this true? Uh, it's true it's pretty bad wow well, uh, but then the again I've, just I've, like weather or uh, no it's it, yeah it's it's, it's it's a combination of weather it's a combination of the fact that there's a lot of farming going on and a lot of mm-hmm. um cattle farming which uh has the, you know they tear down lots of trees and then it yeah. becomes dry and uh, there's a lot of that and of course the brazilian meat. government is not being very cooperative about it um and uh, that's all i know and I had an argument at work about like lab grown meat. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I just think it's like a cool thing. Like if we can, it is cool. Cause I like, I like to eat meat, right? I Me mean, too. I love it. But I would like to stop eating actual meat because of, you know, maybe not more reasons, more of environmental reasons because mm-hmm. it's a big chunk of, you know, less cows just, pooping and farting. Yeah. Less, less cows pooping and farting and, and, you know, just cows just but let if them, you think let about them it, chill. Uh, the lab grown meat is actually, yeah, I agree. It's a cool idea because if you can have a pretty much the same flavor and texture, I mean, why yeah. not? I'm well, hunting for it. Well, the funny thing exactly. is that I've never, I've never really had a problem, uh, not eating meat because like I eat a lot of stuff that is fairly mm-hmm. like, tasty without any meat included mm-hmm. like i i like pastas and i like um various dishes that can be substituted with tofu and substituted and with uh, something else yeah so it's like uh so i personally don't have a huge problem not eating so much meat yeah but you like me but i do love meat it's great yeah. but it's like not like it's not week. like i c- but yeah, for yeah, me, like I a cannot good, good steak or yeah. something like that's 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 wonderful Wait, so do you eat only once a week meat me? No, no. I mean, I think it's more uh, of like a I guess twice, the goal. twice, twice, three. Yeah, but sometimes it's like once a week if it's a good week. Like I just try to try That's to good. avoid. Yeah, just have it as a treat, you know. But huh. once we get lab-grown meat, imagine that any shape you want, you know, you can have like a like a sculpture of meat. <laughs> Bring back the chicken dinosaur nuggets. Just like yeah, Fake like chicken, chicken nuggets out of this proper meat in there, not the pink goo but it's, I, i've just but he's like he was just like oh but like 
it'll never be real. It has to be killed. And I would, I would <laughs> I'm love like, to dude, try. chill out. Who said this? <laughs> if it tastes, oh, this is my coworker. He's oh, like, it'll right. never be real because it wasn't running and then you kill it. And then the, the procedure of, like, you're, 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 you're like, it's not real. You have to kill the, like, when was the last time you killed the thing you ate? <laughs> yeah. It's like, no, like for me, it's just, it's just, it's just strange because like, I cannot, like, I understand other people's Maybe I do, but I can't really understand other people's um, non-willingness to let go of eating meat because mm-hmm. for me, it's never been a problem. That's, eh, I don't know. I I think it is true. Me, I do the, not understand as well. The, it's the like, classic obsession. thing where I very much enjoy eating meat and I eat a lot of meat. But when I start to think about it more, you know, I do get into this philosophical quandary of, hmm, hmm, is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I would say that, uh, you know, as a meat eater, this sounds cool to me. Like if it's uh, perceivably the same, then why not? Like seriously, why not? Yeah, we should we should support it. You know, get get. Oh, I hear get, that Paco's still in here. Paco, back in the studio. Paco, he's the real mascot. Him and Spider Man are buddies. Should be Tobey Maguire's new. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there he is. Paco. Paco. <laughs> Thank you for the guest appearance. <laughs> the guest appearance. We need to give credit to Paco, the guest. Okay, so without further ado, yes, let's talk about our second movie. Huga chaka, huga 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 chaka. Yeah, yeah, we're watching Guardians of the Galaxy. It's tied in because of I would Kurt love Russell? if I would love if this film. What? He's not in this film. What are we talking about? No, but but he's in. I was faking it out. I was faking that we watch Guardians of the Galaxy because Kurt Russell is in Guardians of the Galaxy too. But you're yeah, but he's not in. Everyone sees our cover art. I know, I know. No, we watch (laughs) Reservoir Dogs because because we did a few different pairings. We did a pairing. Oh, how about movie that's based on the same uh like like uh, people like the beatles or we did how about a reboot like the spider-man or how about just the same theme two action movies but this this week we're doing something different we're doing how about this was the last of the movies the director's movie watched how about we watch the first movie ever did and compare them so that's what we did now before we go into it i want to say how the Am first I? time I saw Reservoir Dogs, because this is not the first time I saw Reservoir Dogs. Of course. I watched Reservoir Dogs first, but I already when? knew the plot of the movie. You did? Hmm. You, do, you, do you want to know why and how? Yes. No. Let's let's <laughs> go back in time. Let's... <laughs> do you guys remember this website on the internet in the Flash days? Run. can't remember what's it called. The Bunnies? The the bunnies. Oh, yeah. The you remember bunnies. the bunnies reenacting different movies? They made a flash yes, animation. The bunnies. That's it how was, I know. That's how I know about Alien. Pulp Fiction, didn't they? Yeah. I, I just remember Reservoir Dogs so distinctly. And I was watching this movie, and every line that it's in the stupid bunnies video. Like you're gonna bark all day, little buddy. <laughs> oh, is it? That's it was right. The flash animations. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna fucking die. You're not gonna fucking die. And it, and I I watched that because I thought it was really funny. But bunnies being all bloody and swearing, not knowing what Reservoir Dogs is. Right? No, I had no idea. That was Tarantino. Nothing. I just loved that video. 
Hmm. And then watching Reservoir Dogs like years later, it was hilarious. Like, oh my goodness, it's the bunnies thing. And immediately <laughs> as we started watching for, for this podcast, I remember the bunnies. <laughs> I wonder what's going on yeah. with that bu- bunnies thing. I'm going to go check it out. I'm checking it out now. Yeah, I haven't thought of that either. I think, every, what I think was there's called? a lot of people that do know about it. it. Bunnies reenacting movies. That's all I can tell. That, that was like Homestar Runner kind of internet meme age. It was This was before YouTube, I would say, right? Uh, yes, yeah, for sure. Like the um, albino black sheep days and stuff. 32nd Bunny's Theater ang- Angry Alien Productions. That's what they're called? Angry, Angry Alien, Alien Productions. Oh, this is an old Do website. Do they still make these? No, I don't. Well, yeah, I think there's well, Cabin in the Woods. Dogs is the first one. It is the first one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this site. This site hasn't changed. No, <laughs> no it hasn't. Oh, Alien, yeah. This yeah, is how yeah. I know about Exorcist, too. Oh, the exorcist are just banging her. Yeah, I think I've seen a lot of plot of famous movies just because I saw these videos first before yeah, I actually got to see them. This is bringing back some memories. Crazy. Um, Young Frankenstein. That's a good movie. So, yeah, that, that's, I like that's what that. I thought of. That's what so, we watched saw. Reservoir Dogs. Guys. Yeah. Guys. Did you see Reservoir Dogs before this? Mm hmm. Philip? I did. And, 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 to bring it full circle, similar mindset as Phil when I watched it. Not maybe it was a bit later. When, when did give, you give, see give it? Give me a time frame. When, when uh, did you see 20, it? When did you see it, man? Something like that. Somewhere oh wow! Two thousand nine. It's ten That's years ago. This cabin in the woods came out then. Really? Did it? No, oh. it came out in twenty eleven. Cabin was late. Twenty eleven. What came out two thousand nine? What's 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 bunch the... of stuff? Watchmen. Watchmen. Somewhere around there. I think I was Whatever. like 15. Yeah. I think uh, Terminator uh, Gen. No, no, Terminator <laughs> Salvation. And it was during a time where I wanted to Avatar. watch more movies. Avatar, um, that's what I'm thinking. That are like classics and things you should watch. And I, I guess I was starting to explore more movies outside of the action uh, genre. And, and Glorious Bastards like came out in 2009. And Zombieland. Right. I think, Similar. oh, I love that movie. And never seen Nine. it. Yeah, I love District 9. I used to not like it, but now I love it. Okay, sorry, sorry, Jacob. I, I apologize. Um, I take that we, back. We, I think I didn't watch it so much like Phil watched it back then because I was like 15, 16, so I was already like watching more serious movies and stuff like that. However... Well, how did you... Did you pick it yourself? Did you watch it with some friends? Like, no, how did you... just myself because I, I had seen oh, a couple really? of... Yeah, I had seen a couple of Tarantino movies like I think Phil and I watched Kill Bill 1, 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did he do? So what is this? Jake uh, sitting next next to his laptop? Just yeah, Jake on his laptop. On his laptop. Yeah. In two thousand nine, somewhere around there, I was fifteen, sixteen, and I was like, uh, you know, I, I want to see this movie. I've heard. Maybe I even talked to you, Tim. It's possible, but but, but I'm not sure. Okay. And I was like, okay, you know, Tarantino this is Tarantino's first film, Reservoir Dogs. I've heard about this so many times. I'm like, let's check it out. And uh, I. Th- think compared to now back then it was it was a much more of an intense experience because i didn't know what to expect because i was thinking it was going to be like sort of a a regular kind of crimey film and Mm -hmm. i think one of the things that stuck with me as very intense and back then when i was 15 i found it very cruel was the torture scene Oh, the cutting off the ear? And that was like the thing that stuck with me the most. You know, the rest okay. kind of went a little bit over my head. I, I was paying attention, but it wasn't, I wasn't really understanding like the the flavor of the movie. 
I could sort of felt like, hmm, this is a little bit brutal. It's a little bit serious, you know, these people. It's like, why would they be these criminals and things like that? <laughs> Interesting. You know, so but, but like, it wasn't so much like the Phil thing was he was saying. It was it was really kind of post that. But it had well, a little I, bit I, I want to hear Phil's opinion then, but I, I want to clarify. So so your overall thought when you were done with the movie, you, you, you closed the laptop, I was like confused like what what was the point of this something like, along those lines like i i sort okay. of understood it like okay yeah, yeah it's like a serious film like I, it's objectively pretty good i think it was a good film but it 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 didn't like you know i didn't fully understand it mm-hmm. in a sense it was more like that was a little intense you know and that was yeah you know and then i was like sort of done and i watched that it was more like a checklist like i checked that out okay what about what about you phil what when did when did you see it yesterday <laughs> This is the first time? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Oh, wow. Oh, welcome, welcome, welcome right. to. I've heard about it a long time, like for years, you know, because. Yeah, I, obviously, Tarantino, everyone knows. I've heard about it. People talk about Mr. Blue, Mr. Pink, no idea. Um, I just saw the, you know, what's funny about it. This movie is just that I know that there's a warehouse and I know that there's lots of blood. And for me, it was like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's not too much of a problem. Like the violence, not too much of a problem. Um, but the thing, and, and then I just heard it was Mr. Blue, Mr. White, Mr. Brown, Mr. Pink, Mr. Blonde, all that kind yep. of stuff. And I, I, like I said, warehouse people pointing guns at each other and, uh, um, there's always like in magazines, you always have like, iconic yeah, 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 shots, yeah. Like the guy and, on the floor. And, and, and the oh. shot and the very misleading shot now that I've seen the film of them walking in slow motion in the, in the parking garage, like the parking lot, you know? Yeah. After the diner. Yeah, and you think, oh, these are just the cool guys being cool, doing cool stuff, right? That's what it's about. What I liked about it was that the movie started like that. You got some nice bunch of people talking, and then there's the slow motion cool guy scene, and then it cuts to, oh, well, 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 did not expect this. Cuts to the most fakest car ride ever. (laughs) <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. I I feel like Friends uh, still has this Friends distinction. Friends is top worst blue screening. Ooh, it's true. There's cars. there's. I think I think the projection wasn't that bad as the audio was horrendous in that scene. And this is this is what I mean. Hey, I Tim, don't you want to like emphasize like just give us a synopsis for people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, I will, I will definitely will. So, Reservoir Dogs is Tarantino's first movie. It's an asa- ensemble movie of these uh gang not a gang it's it's a heist squad uh all uh that were collected by this old heister man and they're gonna rob some diamonds but unfortunately all goes awry because they're set up cops are waiting for them and some of them manage to escape to a warehouse where they're supposed to be rendezvousing rendezvous and then they're all very suspicious of each other because mm. who's the rat? Mm-hmm. Who did everything? And then they're all against each other. They try to play mind games. Yep. There's a cop that's been brought in there that they want to torture. Tim Roth is always changing accents. There's a lot of blood. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and it turns out Tim Roth is a, is a cop. He's a cop. And then it's, um, and then, and then, and, and then it ends. Here's Pretty the thing. Much. I love this movie. I love this movie, right? I enjoy it. But watching this, especially after watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, it felt like such a student film that I I, I don't think I can resist to nitpick some things just because of fun. Not because okay. I don't like the movie or that yeah. it devalues it, 
But just because you can see the comparison, it's just so obvious. Okay, Phil, go, then I have something to say. Me? Yeah. So, so I, I'll, I'll do it throughout the yeah. podcast, a couple of things. But um, like even just at the start, the conversation with, with Tarantino talking about the Madonna thing and Ugh. how you can, you can clearly see how it's written that it's supposed to be this natural conversation where people interrupt each other, people lose thought, but the, the, the people who are acting in it still don't know Tarantino's style, you know what I mean? So it's very awkward where you can clearly mm-hmm. see where the stops are. It's not the natural conversations that you now hear in a Tarantino movie where it's just like a fluent, you know, group conversation. You can clearly see, especially with a rotating camera around the... It's, it felt very student. It felt very over the top of, of, of like, this is what I want to do. I still appreciate it because he gets to do it even greater later on. But this, like, it's so nice to see the first steps. Right. That's what I want to say. Well, I have to say that I feel like I have seen enough of directors' first movies that we all know who've done better things, bigger things. And... They all feel there's a certain feeling that you get when you watch them, and I, and I feel like um, for the good ones, it feels like there's a solid idea. There's a solid. You can tell this was made with uh, someone who knows what they're doing, but it feels like that they have limitations or they have ways of having to grow. But I feel like that is not a problem with people who don't know in retrospect that this is someone's first movie. Uh, that being said, I feel like um, what you're saying is correct because I did like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood better than this. But at the same time, I feel like this movie uh, shows a lot of strengths in what is being presented and how mm. the story is being uh, shown. Yes. Mm. And I, I feel agree. like there's a lot of things that you can tell someone behind this film knows what they're doing and they understand what film like they've seen enough movies to understand yeah. uh, what a movie should be about and how like the language the language is some something that someone is a native speaker in so yeah, it's, com- it, there's a lot of effort and like you, you can see it's finely tuned from writing all the way to editing it, it's very concentrated as, com- as comparing to you know, once upon a time in Hollywood, where it's like a breather. It's like let's do this, let's do this now, and it's okay. Well, this coming is back to like. what we talked about earlier, right? The sense that once upon a time in Hollywood really takes a time, takes its time, and isn't really following. It's it's what I said earlier. It's the opposite of a debut film, you know. Yeah, this is a debut film, literally. And it's true. You can when I watched it, the comparison immediately was obvious is that this is a very tight movie, and intentionally so, you know, because there is yeah. no room to mess around like let's tell this long winded story, <laughs> you know, yeah. like that. Even though, even though it is, and I would assume maybe watching it then, you know, when you get these flashbacks of backstories of all the characters, and you have Tim Roth rehearsing his whole character thing. Like you would maybe see that, like, oh, why are we taking time off to 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 watch this? You know, we should go back to bloody, you know, uh, warehouse. But it's so funny after <laughs> Tim after watching... Roth is just that's all he does in the entire movie is just lie down in the pool of his own blood. It's yeah. Tim, Tim Roth is, it, but it it also it 
what I said previously, like they don't know the Tarantino language yet. Mm-hmm. You know, people, if, 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 if you cast someone in Tarantino movie, like three movies later, they probably watched older Tarantino movies and they will probably try to maybe not consciously, maybe subconsciously try to imitate whatever was done before, like reading the dialogue, they'll go, you know, much more natural, but you know, these are the first timers and you can, I don't know. I, I could clearly, there were lines, there were not conversations, which was interesting to hear. And it's not that they're like worse actors, like, oh, now he has Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio now Pacino thinking, because he has money. But it's like, what, what are you, are you, are you are... saying Harvey Keitel is not no, good enough? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That, that, that it's not that because like Tim Roth is a, a theatrical actor. Like he's done amazing parts. He's not some schmuck off the street, you know, some some friend of Tarantino's that he, he you know, he's he's a proper actor. But it's still sometimes I was just Are you feeling talking like, about that you're feeling some of the clerk's approach? Um. Of the, of the, the real of the actors, but there's the, yeah, there's there's like feeling the rehearsed. natural feel of of a Tarantino conversation. You can see the building blocks, but it's it's still still not there, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because you can see you can see how he thinks. You can see yeah, the that's way what I he feel constructs like, things because because it's a little bit more. It's it's not polished enough, so you can see mm-hmm. the seams, yeah. you know, which is interesting to watch it like that because I haven't seen it because I remember seeing it. Sorry, I burped. I apologize. I've seen this movie a long time ago and, uh, and being blown away, like how cool it is. Like you have these, you know, like great comic book kind of uh, shots where it's, it's, it's all, um, you know, very blocked, very deliberate. And, 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 and the conversation so cool and all these people are so cool seeing it from that perspective. And now seeing it as older, seeing other movies and where you can, you can see, you know, the kind of like the mm-hmm. behind the scenes, Kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Pouring through, you know, the cracks. Farts. Just, the, <laughs> the farts. So, so that was really cool to me. Yeah. I like the, I like the, the way the camera was operated. I think that's, that the was shots. great. Yes. Very good. You got wides. Wonderful. You got compositions that were wonderful. And you know what else I found out? I was listening. I was watching this movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and a black cat happened while I was watching it, by the way. So uh, the power went out for about mm. 20 minutes, which was Spooky. interesting, especially when Harvey Keitel goes like, I think I'm jinxed. And it's, just, <sighs> it's fantastic. Ghosts. And, um, uh, but what I did notice was that the sound is as, is very similar to how the sound was in Once Upon a, Hol- to, uh, Once Upon a Hollywood at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like I, I noticed the sound was very important in that movie, and Hollywood I noticed the sound once. Yes, and I noticed how the sound was important in this one as well because yeah. I noticed that the, that they were adding, like there was like this low humming noise, yeah. like there's this low drum, and it's like, and I'm so happy to see this. I'm it's so the, happy it's to the see location this location sound. Like you don't get that a lot in modern movies. Everything also, neither so... of these films had scores. <gasps> it's true. You're right. But that's really. But I have to say that watching this movie, I. Some some a little bit more obvious, some less, but I could see the influences of 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 Tarantino that he had with this movie and his later movies to directors that came after him, people like Edgar Wright or mm. oh yeah 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 or James Gunn, you know, just with the songs and just how how he uses that. You 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 kind of know about this, but watching this movie, it, it became really clear, like just how yeah. things are constructed and, and so for the me, way the what yeah. was uh, fun about watching the movie was again coming back to this 
feeling of you're hey. chopping stuff off <laughs> <laughs> now, now you watched it with the light. Yeah, now Cut I watched it. It's like, mm, beautiful. No, I want yeah. to say that it's just nice, you know, to see. You know, both these movies, in my opinion, have. You know, a sense of, mm, like weight quality. You know, like when you're watching the film, you feel like you're not bored. You don't feel like well, um, more, more in the sense of there's there is, you know. There is like a, a vision thought, behind it or something? Yes, there's a vision, there's a thought process behind it. There is someone uh, who's who's trying to put something together in a way that's very intricate, very much a part of themselves, but also mm-hmm. it's a multi-layered thing. You know, great movies, they have all kinds of dimensions to them. And with the, the director or the writer, they they think about what they're doing and they're intentional about what they're doing. And there's a reason behind every shot. There's a reason behind every bit of dialogue and there's a reason behind why these things are on screen. And there's a difference between watching a movie like that and watching a movie that's just like, whatever, you know, there's two different approaches. (laughs) So I love that, you know, I like to just see a film again, um, you know, because contrary to our, our, our movie, uh, Approaches. I I don't watch that many movies. Like you know, yeah. Um, in general. I think Phil, Phil and me would be more movie interested. Well, I think I would maybe watch more newer movies. While Phil, mm-hmm. I likes think to check I think out I'm the, just maybe you know. I think maybe I was more maybe more interested in films in general before, whereas now maybe a little bit less so uh, mm-hmm. in general. Um, yeah. What was interesting to me about this movie, though, as well, was that it did the classic, you know, tactic of. And but there's a there's something I liked about this, which was that you know how you're alluding to sort of a student film type feel. Yes. And uh, there are some student films which do the, you know, the classic. Ooh, I will make the whole movie take place in a room. <laughs> you know, yes. and it's like it'll be yeah. so clever, and it'll be the whole movie two hours, but I, in one room. The key word, it'll be so clever. I, yes, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, and it'll be in a room, and uh, uh, it'll have it'll transcend every you know philosophical themes, and ooh, beautiful, <laughs> but in one room. You know, <laughs> you yes. know how some student films do that. But the funny thing is, this movie actually kind of does that. But but what I liked about it was that it didn't play on the fact like it's one warehouse. It actually said, look, here's a bit of a setting, you know, here's a bit of a context, you know, you get a feel of we're in the diner, we're in, we have some flashbacks of the offices, you know, but it it is, it is kind of proper clever in that the the movie does actually mostly take place in the warehouse, but it doesn't feel like it just takes place in the warehouse. That means that it's not like you, it's all in the viewer to imagine the rest of the things. The movie actually sets all those things up for you. And includes other scenes that, that connect to the warehouse. Yeah. But yeah, you know, the majority is, that reminded me a little bit of that film, The Student. I think the difference is, is that, yeah, he might have had the same ideas. Like also the sort of uh, non-chronological structure of mm-hmm. the movie. You know, you get to see things and you'll get like uh, cold openings, you know, mm-hmm. like with him dying in the car. Like, what happened? You don't know. And then the characters reveal stuff. That's like a, such a student approach. It's like when you're finishing film school, like I'm going to chop it all up and, you know, it, but the difference is, yeah, we've seen like a zillions of these student movies and they all suck. Right. But Tarantino 
did the same idea, the same ideas because he was he was a starter, but he also knew how to do them good. Like he took his time and it's just not randomly cold opening. It's like there's a emotional story that also gets developed and 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 you know, getting to know the backstory, like he's a cop and everything, it plays to have a good plot, you know, and that's the difference. Like it may feel studenty, but he did it good. Mm-hmm. That's probably why it was so, you know, praised and, and accepted for his first Yeah, movie. that's another thing I wanted to mention. Like for me, the movie was fine. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, it's not something I would watch again as much because it just, for me, the personally, the, you know, like the aesthetic, the context, the stuff like that is not interesting to me. So it's a lot, it's not of, like, a lot, of, a lot of N-words. I was not prepared I was wondering that. about that because oh, I, yeah. I was going to say, like, it's funny that that is the case when in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you would expect that to be a lot more there. There's nothing. I think There's they just change the word for hippie. Everyone just says hippie a lot. Well, no one says the N-word. Well, you have a bunch of white people just, just left and right. Yeah, I don't N-word. know what that is. Is that, is that like... Um... A context thing, or is that is that edgy? We're being edgy. Hey, listen, man, we're we're being we're being edgy. All right, (laughs) (laughs) all right, yeah. So, uh, but I I don't know. I've I've read like throughout the years of the whole thing, and it was like people like Spike Jones are like, ah, he's white. You can't use Spike Lee. Spike Jones. Spike Lee. Yeah, sorry, I apologize (laughs) to all the Rupert Green, Mike Jones, Mike Jones. No, he's uh, thinking of Spike Jones. Who's Mike Jones? Spike Jones, the director. Director, yeah. Yeah, director. I uh, to Spike, Lee's Mike. An, Spike Lee's another director, but that's not what I was thinking of. Yeah, Tom Jones, like Waluigi on the Oscars, yeah. and then you have and then you have Samuel Jackson who's like, yeah, you can use the N word, it's fine because he, he he understands it. So there's a lot Saint. of criticism. There's a lot of stuff. I don't know why Tarantino uses. I guess just because he uses violence because no it's fun. Idea. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that was a. Oh, that's one of my favorite interviews. Have you seen that on the TV? Yeah, like, yeah, it was like on classic. CNN. It's like, why are you doing so much violence? Because it's so much fun, Jan. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that one. It's so great. And I'm like, yes, thank you. It doesn't, like, seriously, it's just something, yeah. you know? Like, it's it's an aesthetic thing. It's like, if you like it, you know, like, that's but why people so like There's... horror movies. That's why people yeah. like so-and-so. And it's like, whatever, man. Yeah. It wasn't that violent it. in context. And I feel like people's response to the violence in this movie was simply because it feels a little more real. Yeah. It's totally off yeah. topic, but when you guys watched the movie for the first time, did you, uh, did you figure out early on that Tim Roth was the cop? No, not at all. I Me neither. No when I watched it, it was been so long. Also, I mean, it's the bunnies. I knew because of the bunnies. Ah, the bunnies <laughs> The bunnies have revealed. You. What bunnies? <laughs> what? The oh, the second bunnies. <laughs> I don't remember that, but like I watched this movie yesterday. I haven't seen it ever since. No, I haven't noticed. I did not notice yeah. until he shot the until he shot um, Michael Madsen. Michael Same Madsen for me with the first time before I he started it. burning. Did you know like, that? Oh, okay. That uh, Michael Madsen character is the brother of the John Travolta character from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, because I was wondering because it said he said his last name is Vega, and I'm like, yes. oh. And then I was thinking to myself, hmm. The, does that mean that Quentin Tarantino is making like a continuity kind of thing? Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. See, that's what I like about being like, if you're creative and you like doing stuff like that, you can make your own little continuity and it's fun. So it's in, really fun. In comparison, comparing the films, we kind of came to some takeaways that the language wasn't really developed yet in the first film, the, the Tarantino mm-hmm. language, right? Whereas in this latest movie, it's something that's already Way, way, way down the road. It's baked in. Everybody knows about it. So we'll yeah. Yeah. watch it. I don't want to accept it. But speaking of the student stuff, that's such a student ending. 
Yeah, I did not like the ending. Himself. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna mention, I was gonna mention that that's the one thing that I didn't like about it. I didn't like how it concluded. I did like the the process of getting where we are mm-hmm. because I did like the idea of Tim Roth dying. You know, yeah. and I did like them arguing and who's the bad guy. You know, who done it, and uh, uh, yeah, Michael Madsen like an, being unnervingly. Uh, he's really intense without doing much. You know, it's just I think just he. There. He casually pulls off the best performance, yeah, in that movie. To me, I I, I know Tim Roth is amazing, and he's Wait, he's who, whining who and, and crying. Which one is he? Uh, Mr. Blonde, Mr. Blonde, oh, the guy yeah. who cuts off the ear, the right. torturer. Yeah, yeah. And, and, I know and just, when I watched the torture thing, I, I it wasn't it wasn't that intense. I mean, yeah, that's that's, what, that's that's the funny thing. When I watched it too this time, I was like, man, I'm like, like wow, the camera's moving away. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah. So, yes, so we can yes, so a, we can get the so we can get that prop. Um, Jelly, because I really uh, reacted totally different when I was fifteen. It really felt intense. And watching it this time, I was like, "That's honestly really not even a, a yeah. torture." Scene. I mean, times have changed. There are a lot more <laughs> gruesome things shown Maybe. on TV, and also you've seen a lot more things. Yeah, probably, yeah. Personally, and then again, but, I guess in 1992 it would be different because that—that's mm. where I think that the biggest praise comes from. It comes from the time it came out. Yeah. Uh, um, so what did I want to the say? next renaissance yeah, the, of the ending. Movie. I agree. Wouldn't you guys say that, that was like the classic edgy? Like, ooh. Yeah. Did you know that Kevin Smith wanted to end Clerks like that? No. Why everybody so, shooting so, each other? No, no, no. <laughs> so, so the original ending of Clerks that he then cut for Sundance away, the first premiere had an ending where um, they <laughs> where Dante is in the store. I haven't then, seen Clerks. And then, and really? then, oh shit. Okay, well, okay. So uh, so you you seen Jake, so yes. you know. So Phil won't know. So Dante's in the store and he's like, "Oh, he got back to with his girlfriend, everything's fine." A robber comes in and shoots him. <laughs> yeah, I think I heard about this. <laughs> it's like the classic edgy thing. Like, I don't like the edgy everybody thing. Everybody dies. It's so everybody stupid. dies because you're stupid. Like it's like oh, it's such a you know subverting expectations. You think it's ending, but then I get you in the end. Everybody dies, you know? yeah, which is yeah, what yeah. I expected with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I was so happy. Nothing happened. I mean, yes, yeah, something happened, but I mean, like something happened. But, but everyone's the good guys, buddies. I love our it. heroes are all good. But yeah, that is definitely the ending of everyone's of buddies. Because the thing is, they yeah. you don't have to do that. You can just be like, "Well, that's it." And it's like, and I did that's not like the, 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 that last shot of Harvey Keitel just kind of yeah, just going off frame. Whoop. Yeah. And and then and then Steve Buscemi just freaking out and taking like being Steve Buscemi, like oh the wonky dude running away <laughs> with the diamonds. Like he oh it's the it's the weirdo he got away with it. Yeah. But yeah. you know it's it's fine. It's totally fine. It's just, but it it's just, fine. It like I've funny. like honestly, I've seen other first movies from directors um, that became big, and uh, mm-hmm. like you know, there's Evil Dead. There's um, Kronos. Have you seen Kronos? Is that the uh, Giltomo? Giltomo. Uh, Giltomo Toro. Yes. Toro, Academy yes. Award winner Giltomo Toro. Did you see the Steven Spielberg the the car thing? Yeah. Yeah. You mean um, what's it called? Mm, like I, I keep saying drive it's not drive no it's drive it's like a it's like a duel isn't it duel yeah no i haven't seen that but i know that steven spielberg is a little bit different because he started doing episodes for tv you know oh, okay so it wasn't and like, then duel yeah. was a tv movie and then his real cinematic movie was sugarland express which i also haven't seen okay so but i think like i think all these films have of something in common and what they have in common is uh i think this is a good thing and i think most of them 
do not shoot outside of the budget limitations that they have. <gasps> That's the most important thing about yes. the first movie. Like David Fincher, you know, everyone, everyone, if you watch their first movie, they know how to utilize whatever they yeah. got. They're, they're stepping up by making this feel like a legit film. And if you do not have the budget for something, you make your film around the budget that you have, you know, and you're presenting something that is, that can stand toe to toe with big movies, but because you don't have the budget, you're using it to make it smaller, you know? Yeah. You, even if you see, you know, uh, David Lynch's first movie or, um, even Christopher Nolan's like he, you know, like yes, he that's like, what I was gonna say. Following, he he mentioned that following, and and this is what I've been thinking about all the time. He said that if we could just, I mean, this was back in what nineteen ninety eight, eight five, something like that. Mm-hmm. He said, he said, he said, um, what we what we did for the beginning of the film is we made the first five minutes, and I haven't seen the film, but okay, this is what he said. Yeah. Uh, for the first five minutes, we made the sound really good, and we made. And and it was purposefully made to look like a real film. So if you bought those first five minutes, we can keep going with whatever the story is and not have to care as much as we did at the beginning because you're hooked in already. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that's really clever. That separates them from, you know, just okay directors because they are fully aware of all the aspects of the movie, not just plot or putting the main actors in there or whatever it is they... They really understand the medium, and you, you, you like they space use. Cop. <laughs> <laughs> they they understand space the medium, and they can space they can cop. use any aspect of it to tell a story, and that's why they're yeah. great. Yeah, there's a good space uh, cop. There's a good lesson to be learned there because, like, I think Reservoir Dogs. It's funny. Like, apparently, Quentin said that he wanted to shoot the whole heist scene, but there's no there was no money for it. And he said it was mm-hmm. probably better because then they didn't have to even bother doing that. And you could just do the after the Jaws thing comes back again. Yeah. The Jaws thing. Yeah. So what else can and, we learn from the parallels? Uh, uh, he doesn't use the N word anymore. Uh-huh. He <laughs> yep. Um, <laughs> uh, he's not in his movies anymore. Oh, you know what I learned? Oh yeah. Yeah. Not, not in his movies, but also I'm glad he's not. No, no feet shots and in in, in, in yeah in uh, what's a face what in Reservoir Dogs not no a female characters foot. there no was female a lot characters of feet no female feet Kill Bill I remember did, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah there, there was a whole scene the where there's place. a foot in the entire time no, <laughs> in a wide shot what you don't remember dude everyone's feet were there every every, every girl that every was in lady's that movie, feet was just oh, right there oh right. Right. Yeah, I think he's doing I think, it really now. He's, he's doing it for like, on purpose for sure. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, just so like, he's ah, there feet. for the foot footmen. Here you go. Watch, watch the feet. The footmen. <laughs> the ground troops. The foot yeah. fetish men. Footmen. But I, I like that they still the Foot Clan. The, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know about the Foot Clan? That's from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, because they're like the they you, and you know why they're called the Foot Clan? No. Because uh, teenage, do you do do you know there was an old? Uh, it was based on a comic book. Yes, it was, and the comic book was uh, a little bit darker yes. than the. Yes, kids. and it was, it was meant it to be was like a, a parody. Yeah, it was a parody of Daredevil, and in Daredevil oh! you have the hand. Oh, I didn't know that. And oh, you know what? Also, cool. you know also the ooze that triples, uh, that that drips down to the sewers is the ooze 
that went on to Daredevil made him blind and then went into the sewers and turned on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, I didn't know. Uh, yeah, oh, man. Okay. Well, pretty, this is a learning channel. Welcome to the learning channel. So, yeah, that's that. That's pretty crazy. Uh, yeah, so I, I do see... Um, so, for this film, I do see... Uh, that it was made, like I, I mentioned this, it was made with someone who knows what, he understands the language of film. And I feel like this is also a pretty good uh, proof because like, I don't think Tarantino's done anything like this before, right? What are you talking about? Like, like he's not made a movie, what? he's not made a movie like like this. He's not made a movie movie until <laughs> what are you talking Dogs. about like, philip because i remember i've seen on youtube like there was like this stuff that quentin tarantino used to do like little shorts with him in okay. it okay and it was like before but it wasn't oh, a movie oh, before reservoir dogs yes. he didn't do a movie no he did like a like a 10 minute it's on youtube you can watch it like yes yeah i remember I, that i think if I, i'm pretty sure everyone knows by now but if you don't he used to work in a video store and he would just watch a lot of movies and that's how he learned about movies. Really? And he just did the same thing as anyone else, just wanted to make some movies with his friends. And somebody saw that one of these shorts and he got somehow into, you know, get 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 money to produce a real movie. So he's not like from school or anything, like just a really big movie buff. Yeah. And I feel like really? this kind of shows that if you have the love for the medium and you know a lot about it and you feel like you have that kind of passion for it that you i don't know I'm gonna, i don't know what I'm going on with this but yeah like, that's okay just, but I, we 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 get you i i think one of the things that i learned is that he hasn't changed you know I mean, he, he probably used different dps but i think i really appreciate how just you can use the shot without digital grading or, or adding cg or anything to make it look unified or and to make it look like deliberate like in reservoir dogs the entire scenes in the warehouse you have the green color of the warehouse which is colored and then you have the stark contrast because you have the you know green and red are the what's it called uh, complementary colors so you have the stark difference with the red from the blood and then you just have white and black suits which are not colors so they're just like I would say like lines and and you watch those entire uh, shots in the warehouse and it feels like it's digitally graded because it's such a deliberate look and oh, it's just yeah, done yeah, by yeah. sets and just yeah. by design and it and it's such an iconic look and it gives you a really uh, specific look that you remember and I, I just really enjoy doing that and he keeps doing like maybe the colors are really different in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood but it still has that feeling where the set and everything and the costume is what gives you the look. And that's, that's really nice to see a lot sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's so, what I learned. Yeah. Uh, what did I, uh, yeah, cool. Yeah. What did you, what did you learn, Jacob? Uh, you, I didn't learn a whole lot other than what we covered. <laughs> we covered, we covered, we covered a lot. We covered yeah, a lot this episode. Yeah. I, I honestly really like the, the main things that I noticed again, really just the the context of when the movies were made in the career of Tarantino and uh sort of the there were two different these are very two very different films like if we're comparing yeah. them 
they're very, they're very different. And the intention behind both of them are very different. So it's, it's difficult to compare them directly other than noticing, uh, you know, the intentions behind them. Mm. Um, but it is definitely interesting that you can learn, notice a couple of things like we talked about the language, um, the style, things like that. But I, I really feel like they're very, they're very different movies. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Yeah. I'm really glad that you guys enjoyed it. And I'm super excited that you have joined the club. And then maybe in the next couple okay, of years... Okay, right, right, I haven't Tarantino, joined the club. No, no, no. I haven't joined I, the club. Shut up, Phil. Because I know, because I know, I, I, I will, I'll make sure, because now you had the experience, the joyful experience, that in the next couple of years, when there's going to be, <gasps> there's the new Tarantino movie, you're going to be, you're going to be me, because you're going to go like, <gasps> a new Tarantino movie. I will go to the cinema because I will know I will be in good hands. I do not care what this movie is about. I'm just going to go to the cinema and see what Tarantino has cooked up for me well, on you're this in plate. Luck. That was me this time. Oh, will you have Phil yeah. maybe next time? All three of us, we're going to go. Maybe. Next time we'll maybe. Walking down the street music. We can all go to the cinema together. Magic. Okay, folks. Man, I think I yeah. So it's very different from uh, from me in 20, 2005. Time, what? <laughs> you both said some things at the same what? time, and this beer is affecting me. So I, I it's very I different need... from me in two thousand five, and it's very okay. good that we ran out of time, and I cannot talk about the review I put on IMDb for uh, Pulp Fiction in two thousand. Oh no, no. Okay, there is there is always time for IMDb reviews. Philip, enlighten us. No, Come I'm not. On. Give it. Why no, did I no, say this? No, you brought this upon you. No, I thought we no, were no. done. No, no, no Philip, no. you're gonna read this. You're gonna read it. Well, great timing because I have I have one thing to read for our listeners. Yes, so we'll all read something. So, Philip, before we, no, 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 we're gonna end with that. So, so Jacob, so we got another oh, review. <laughs> we got a, you, you look it up. You practice, Philip. You practice okay, your speech. So, um, we have a couple of uh, reviews slash. Letters for the yeah. twofold podcast. The first is a is a DM from a good friend named Duncan Vosberg. Uh, I don't know if anyone listened to the Matrix Minute. Drew Vosberg was um, was a guest, guest on the Matrix yeah. Minute and on our older podcast as well. He's a good friend of mine. Duncan is his brother, and Duncan is a listener of the show. Thank Drew you, is Duncan. the friend, right? Drew Drew was referenced uh, by Tim as your friend. For yes, years, yes, but hopefully yeah. you've graduated calling him by Never his name. Never could remember his name, but I knew who he was. Uh, Duncan is a listener. Duncan, hello, and thank you so much for listening to the show. It's uh, been really awesome hearing some of your feedback and um, corresponding on uh, Instagram. And I hope it's okay That's right. to read yeah. your uh, message you sent us as a DM. And Duncan writes in and says, another great episode this week. I was able to actually catch the movie in theaters for this one. I believe this is for Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. that, that's my that's my edition. It's better quoting. than both of these films. I had never seen a Fast and Furious movie before, and it really felt like 10 to 12-year-old me got to write and direct a movie. Uh, I am in agreement with Tim about the frustration with the laziness of the film, but there were some cheesy moments that made me laugh. Loving this, loving this series so far. Hoping it can continue. Thank you, Duncan, for the Thank yeah, you, Duncan. That was a great message. review. That's I a, really enjoy that. That's a good one. Yeah, that see, was awesome. see, Tim, you got a, you got a fan on your side. 
That's good. I, I see. Yeah. We have. Why don't people? More people should write stuff like this. I want to have this stuff on our at the end of our podcast, man. Uh, we good. have an item. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, a, Quentin. Uh, Micker, Micker, Micker's Kershaw. We all know who this is. Michaela, right, Phil? And uh, Michaela gives us a ten out of ten. Literally wrote ten out of ten. That's that's high. That's, that's very high. high. Praise. Michaela, I. I, I don't think we deserve it, but thank you. <laughs> Um, Michaela writes, let me do this properly, quote, been listening to these goofs for a while now, and this new formula is great. There's a nice sense of nostalgia listening to them talk about an older movie that you probably haven't seen in a few years. Charming bunch of lads. Looking forward to whatever films they choose next, unquote. <laughs> hey, Thank you, Michaela, that's good. for that's the good. wonderful iTunes review. We appreciate the honesty. We, we are goofs. We are 100% um, goofs. Goofs is probably what we should put in our bio, you know, like three goofs. Yep. Goofs and hacks. Yeah. So that's our correspondence for this well, th- two weeks. Thank yeah, you, thank you for people for... It. Yeah, thank you for reading these reviews. They do really help. We It's a startup podcast, and we would like to do this forever because we love... We enjoy doing doing a podcast, and that's the reason why we do it. So when you guys leave us reviews and, and ratings, you know a lot of other people. Yeah. I think we're in that get phase, to hear it. We're in that phase now where like we launched the podcast. This is episode four, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And that's right. It's it's very tempting to just like uh, you know not like you know like just kind of forget about the whole iTunes and stuff. But it really, really, really helps. Yes, please to, do to, it. To, to Give write, us ratings on iTunes. To punch in. <laughs> I love how I'm trying to I'm trying to butter this up and make it sound really Dude, nice. Man, and Phil just runs in. my my momentum and my. I'm really you're trying okay. hard, man. Here, Phil, you're just like do it, didn't he? How is Bobby formed, Phil? But let the I appreciate speak. the enthusiasm, Phil. I appreciate okay. enthusiasm. <laughs> I feel I feel like this is helping. Okay, I'm okay. helping. Let me finish, and then I'll leave it to you to do the caveman speak. <laughs> I wanted to say okay. we really appreciate any written review; it helps a lot, and a star rating because we still have a chance to get in the new and noteworthy section. And we would it's love, if oh we yeah, just, we do. Just a little bit, just you know, if you're thinking, man, it's just so hard to open the app and everything. We would just love if you could just just tap the button, just. Just write something, even if you write like poop, 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 poop. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's a great. We'll read it. We'll even we'll read the poop, 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 poop review we'll on the show. Okay, Phil, take it away. Yeah. What do you want Phil, to say? Phil wanted to say the five stars. Ooh. Phil, Phil. Nothing. I just said, please go and do it. Give us five stars. Write a comment on iTunes because it will help us out so much because you know we don't have a lot of people listening and if we did that we'd have more people listening and therefore you get more content you can listen to us talk all the time i can talk about when i was 15 you know good old (laughs) stories of when i was before we before we before we get to the imdb i'm gonna leave that as the cherry on top we also have an instagram account and the main reason for that one is if we're being too spammy on that let us know but we want to kind of have a conversation with you guys Um, it's basically the idea is maybe like a post on the episode and you guys can write your comments or maybe your experience watching the movie. We really just want to, you know, establish a communication with the listeners. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we want to hear what you what you think. And Instagram has kind of become the norm of where people communicate. Yeah. So you can drop us a DM if you want to say something personal. We can read it on the on the episode or just talk to the other listeners on, on the post. 
you know, which whichever it is. But yeah, that's, honestly, that's, what, that's what we thought we were going to do, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. And so yeah, if you yeah, have yeah. any feedback, you can just leave us a Yush. comment on Instagram. If you, you know, don't feel comfortable, you can DM us and, uh, you know, reach us there. If you have any any feedback uh, on the show, we appreciate true. all feedback. We're still figuring this thing out and we're trying totally. different approaches. So let us know. Yep. So now. Let us know. Let's, we're going, what, what year is this? 2015? 2005. 2005. 2005. Phil has the same haircut as always. <laughs> I was 16. I was 16. I was 16. Um, Using PC back computer, then, Windows XP. Y- Windows XP, absolutely. Using Windows XP. Um, What's your browser spending, of choice? Firefox? Uh, yeah, I, I think the Firefox, Firefox just came out, came out yeah. so that might have been it. I don't think Chrome existed yet. Uh, no, I don't think. No, Chrome maybe was like, like super. Chrome was like two. Yeah, I, don't I think, think so. it was. I think it was Firefox. Um, I had a um, no, not an LCD, but what do you call that? A yeah. CRT monitor. CRT monitor. A lot of widgets on the, um, on the desktop. You got to remember that back then, I was a little bit angry. Uh, not angry, but I was just like. Uh, you live in the Midwest and your parents and people that you talk to are very conservative. And mm-hmm. um, what you saw in from the other side is that my impression was the other side, like which was uh, the left in, in the mm-hmm. States, which we would call uh, Hollywood and stuff like that. What I found uh, was a problem in Hollywood was that it felt like it was just ego. And funny enough, that is still the case, but I'm, it's a different... I, Dif- I don't handle it. Angle it, it was yeah. more of like the approach of that Hollywood like relishes in praising all the immoral aspects yes. of yeah. life, or and they want to they want to imp- imp- impose that to impose the rest of the world. Mind. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. And so they so and so they always praise things like that and Perver- uh, perverse would it, be a good it, yeah. word, right? Yes, like yes, yes. The perverse, the perverse. The perverted Thanks. nature, and that's what made me feel like hmm, I should, you know, rage against that system. You know, that's true. You, you that wanted machine. to do your part, so you log into IMDb. Yeah, and and here's the other thing I need to stress that is very important. <laughs> and what I've realized uh, when I was looking at Letterbox, when I was looking at IMDb back in the past, but when I'm looking at Letterbox now, yesterday, in fact, I was looking at reviews of Reservoir Dogs, mm-hmm. and I noticed that there is a, a big fan base for Quentin Tarantino films, and huge, there's a big fan, huge. There, and there is a fan base for of people. People who who love the art of film, but in a way that is not the way I love it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a difference, and that is completely fine. That's okay. But it's great. But it's but what I see now is that there is a difference, and both options are fine. You can love that. I can love what I love. You know, I love cheesy movies on occasion. I love. <laughs> I love Spider Man. <laughs> I love Spider Man too. You know. <laughs> okay, so 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 Phil watches Spider Man too. No, wait, yes. Spider-Man 2 came 2006. Four. No? Four. Oh, so, so you've seen Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2 yeah. is in your heart. You load up Firefox. Well, what is actually in my heart, and I don't want to, you know, make, extrapolate this. I want to get to the yeah. point. But what is in my heart is basically back then is just uh, annoyance at people praising filmmakers like Quentin Tarantino, Stanley Kubrick, uh, Martin Scorsese, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, for movies that uh, don't... Uh, conform to my uh my preferences or palette for example yes. i want a movie that has uh, 
you know, like has good and, and then there's evil and then there's uh, something to be learned after that. And then there's a plot that it has to be the same, you know, it has to be yes. this because if they change it, they're trying to change it, but they're showing off, you know, and that's the whole point at the end of it. Where oh. I, I felt like yeah, these yeah, directors, yeah, okay, granted, granted, Gwen Tarantino is a show off, but it, it's, it's fun. It's fun. You know, you like, that's angry, who he is. Phil. You were very angry. Yeah. So, so, then, so angry Phil. It's yes. loading up Firefox. He goes to IMDb. He searches pulp. He sees all the reviews and people talking about how it's the <gasps> second coming, you know, of yes. film god. And this angers film. And, and, and it's true. And, and now that you realize, you realize that these are just fans who love it and they want to talk about it. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, the, that's their niche. They love that Back stuff. Then, and now I understand this. <laughs> also, IMDb message boards. They're like, horrible. They were like, they're like worse. Like the worst comments in the internet are on new sites, but IMDb is <laughs> a second. Is, is, is even worse. That was troll hive of, of just absolute trolliness. But besides, yeah, remember, point, remember Dark Knight? We, we talked about this on Twitter. You oh mentioned God. the same thing uh, Dark Knight and Captain Marvel, stuff yes. like that. It's just people, you know, trying to get. And like the. I, oh, just yeah, go like, on. It was like message board on, on Tim Burton. Topic Tim Burton is overrated. <laughs> no, yeah, or or the or, or you know the opposite. What do you think it relates Tim Burton's films with the blah 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 with some some kind of mi- minor detail? But never yeah. mind, never mind. Forget Whatever. The, the point is, you're gonna write a review because you're pissed yeah. off that re- reviews yes, are overrated. Yes. So so. And and you know my friends from school love Pulp Fiction and they're talking <gasps> about it. Not school. not from school, but from film school, like that love movie okay, making okay. and stuff like that. Okay, so and, so, and, so and and it's true, people do do, do that, but it's okay, okay. Okay, okay. So so I'm gonna set up a scene and you're gonna read it. So so yeah. So they're gonna everybody's read it praising it, and I felt like I needed it. to contribute my own <laughs> review. <laughs> I think we build this up way. way okay, too okay, much. okay. So so you sit so down here, and you start yes, typing. I sit down. Can you hear this? I'm typing. Yeah, and you read what you were typing, and I want to hear this. This okay. is the last thing we hear, so uh, we'll catch you next episode after this magical speech. Uh, I've been Tim, your host. Next week, we've got <laughs> Jacob and his movies. Oh, man, I have to find something. It's gonna be you got to find something. Hard. It's going to be great. I apologize uh, if these gonna guys be good time. have to watch Dora the Explorer. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. Dude, oh, God, please, can we go watch that? Maybe, maybe I, I can't find anything good in the theater. It's going to be Dude, great. Okay. I will go see Dora. And we'll have Phil again, of course. And uh, so that that's this episode. And uh, let's we'll see, see you in two Phil weeks. Wrote. Yeah. Enjoy. Okay. Okay. So this is me talking, right? Yeah. What is this film? What is it? Gangsters walking and saying absolutely nothing. A lot of idle and boring dialogue, boring stories, cliched camera angles, and borrowed materials. True, but that's the point. And a whole lot of F-words to fill a space cruiser. Some acting is good, but that's the actor for you. Everything else is empty, empty, empty. Peer pressure and the moronic masses of people say this film is a masterpiece. How? Because they talk about quarter pounders with cheese? Because of the morale of the gangster. What morale? We cool? We cool. Yeah, those phrases has, have absolute impact. Hoo-hoo, Bobby. Yeah, this is the movie that redefines cinema without redefining it at all. Skip this trash and watch something else. For the love of movies, please do that. Done. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>